Shark Bites podcast, a Throwdown Thursday production. I am your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd, and I am here in the Pat Cave, socially distancing from my two guests today. Um, I don't know if it's social distance, anti-social distance, I don't know, what the, whatever the fuck. Uh, but I am here with uh, two of my, my uh, dearest friends that uh, I, I miss greatly because we haven't been able to hang out, we haven't been able to go to cons, and... Uh, we haven't been able to do much of fuck all uh, the last couple of months, it seems. Yeah, it's been a couple of months, unless you're a bunch of idiots down in the South. Uh, but uh, I am joined by my good buddy, Old Man Wade, and powerful Brandon, who for the longest time I thought were the same person, because when uh, I first met Old Man Wade at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con, I had been talking with Brandon, and he was like, well, we're going to go meet Zachary Levi. And he walks around a corner, and then from another corner comes old man Wade. And I was like, oh, you just missed him. So I was, it was like some Clark Kent and, uh, and uh, Superman bullshit. Although I will say their, their choice of costume and uh, deception is a little bit better than just putting on a pair of glasses. And trust and believe, if me and Brandon had thought about it, we would have worn the same outfit and done that. That would have been you know, awesome. It would have been awesome, and uh, I would have really enjoyed seeing the incredibly confused looks on people's faces. Like, that would have been that would have been the best. Yeah, absolutely. We're cosplaying that, that, as 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 twins from uh, you know the nineteen eighty eight movie or whatever year it was. <laughs> Wait, I'm the crap that's left over? <laughs> Wait, which, which one of you is Danny DeVito, old man Wade? Like, I am. Yeah, Can't uh, you tell? <laughs> yeah, like, it would, it would have to be me. Brandon's going to be the one who's picking up the car. That's right. Yeah. Some guy yeah. runs by, tries to steal his bag, and it just, like, gets stuck. Oh, he's got the fractured skull. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Uh, fantastic. Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling good. How are you? Oh, you know. That, that was very convincing. Are you sure? Are you feeling good? <laughs> Maybe great? Looking good, Lewis. Feeling good, Billy Ray. <laughs> no, I think uh, I haven't chatted with you, uh, Brandon, for a while, but the last time we did like a little, we did like something like this, this video conference with uh, Ashes and uh, Young Lady Maria a few weeks back, and there was a lot of booze involved. Oh, yeah. It was like a Tuesday night, too. Well, I mean, for for me, I I am uh, in an essential service, so I'm in an essential service, not an inessential service. Ah. So, therefore, I am... Still working uh, Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week, uh, just doing it from the safety and relative comfort of my own home. Uh, so I, as a matter of fact, normally my hours would be eight to five, but because they're trying to stifle and make sure that there's coverage for all the things that we have to do uh, where I work, 
they have changed my hours to seven to three thirty. Hmm. And my my partner, who usually works seven to four or four thirty, uh, they gave him eight to five. So it's uh, I st- you know it's my commute is a lot shorter. But uh, I still have to be like mindful of of what I'm doing on a night nightly basis. Yeah, uh, gotta wake up sharp. It's it's important. Well, same thing for me. A difference. It was um, I took a week off because we weren't sure exactly what was going to be happening with my job. Um, I work in a hospital, so the danger of like bringing a lot of that stuff home was um heavy on Maria's young lady Maria's mind. So we were trying to figure out what we're gonna do. So. And we took advantage of it, and I hit Patsy up and like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" And we drank and we talked. Um, and now I'm on, still on my overnights, but the routine on the way on the the routine when I get home is essentially before I walk in the door, take the shoes off, step in the door, take all your clothes off, go in the bathroom shower. So not much has changed. No, no, he takes his clothes <laughs> off inside this time oh yeah that makes more sense surprise you know oh I, mean? I didn't know tonight was a book club <laughs> yes I just did. kidding i did <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh i do oh you're reading treasure island uh isn't that uh long dong silver i <laughs> uh, heard you guys are reading moby dick <laughs> call me ishmael <laughs> That, there's so many things I could make to that joke. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we're here for. So this week, we actually do have a uh, an actual agenda. It's not just going to be us riffing and, and shooting the shit for however long this uh, this goes for, because we don't have a set schedule. Uh, All right. Well, then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the tiny German is looking for a hard eight. So <laughs> Yeah, and I have to help her find one. <laughs> Uh, but today we are. Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm Irish. I mean, if you get two of me, I can get you eight the hard way. It's like give me, give me nine inches and make it hurt. So I fucked her three times and punched her in the back of the head. <laughs> oh, that is not the theme of today's show. Although, I mean, it could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but uh, we are we are discussing our top five characters that we want to see added to either the MCU or the DCEU and who we think should play said characters. Now, because it's my show, I have uh, multiple entries uh, or multiple actors for specific characters. Cause I was, I was looking at a couple of characters that I just want to see all CGI with like great voiceover work. But I also have some, some, uh, honorable mentions a couple of recasts and uh i actually have the people i think should do the motion capture as well even if they don't get the uh the voiceover credits so do one of you guys want to go first or do you want me to go first and bust out my honorable mentions get those out of the way yeah uh yeah we we would love to hear about your on mentionables okay so this is probably a little uh a little too late, like maybe if this was towards the beginning of, uh, you know, when the MCU started, if the DCU had started around the same time, um, you know, probably around the Nolan trilogy era. But uh, I was thinking 
Blue Beetle and Booster Gold would be awesome if they were played by Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk. Just because I think those guys work well together and Alan Tudyk's a fucking national treasure. Even if they wanted to just go with the, uh, you know, even in an animated series. I know Fillion does uh, Green Lantern a lot. But I think that they would be good even in an animated series together. And I um, I, I can I can agree with, like, two-thirds of what you said. What don't you agree with? Um, I really, really, really like Nathan Fillion a lot. And, uh, Alan Tudyk is also the man I, I, I met him actually. And he is like one of the nicest dudes you could ever hope to meet. Um, I think Alan Tudyk would be a really good Ted Cord. I do. Uh, I think Nathan Fillion would be much better suited as Green Lantern than Booster Gold only because, Nathan Fillion himself, he is too wry a performer to play that kind of a dunce, essentially. And, and, and I'm, that's not downplaying, I'm not disparaging Nathan Fillion at all. I'm not saying anything bad about him. It's, it's just there's some things that are in a person's like skill set. And he is very funny, but he is also very smart and smartly timed. His delivery and everything is all centered around that same stuff. And uh, I think the closest we've seen him get to it uh, is Captain Hammer from uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Have you guys both seen that? I have not. I oh, do, I, I, I list. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow it. It's uh, you know, do you know what it is? Yes. Yeah, with okay. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, um, he plays he he plays Captain Hammer in it, and I I'm telling you, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is definitely kind of boosted gold. But that's more of a more of a straight up stupid, vainglorious character altogether. Booster Gold, he he wasn't he didn't want to be a bad guy. He didn't not care about people. He just wanted to like. You know, make that loot when he yeah, did it he too. To be famous, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I absolutely do love Nathan Fillion. Uh, as I think he would have been a phenomenal Hal Jordan. Yeah, I liked him. Uh, there was a, a kind of like what Ryan Reynolds did with Deadpool, where like they made like a a, a concept short. Uh, it was him and Stephen Lang and a couple other guys. They did a uh, an Uncharted where Nathan Fillion was Nathan Drake. And uh, Stephen Lang was Sully, and it was fucking perfect. Like, it would have been great, and I would love to see them do that, but <clears throat> it's like a five, six-minute thing, and he's just, it's, he's absolutely perfect. Yeah, and awesome. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. I actually remember that, and I it was incredible. And it was like, it's everything that could have been, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I have one other um, honorable mention, and I was watching shortly before... Uh, we started. I was watching a uh, a what culture video of about Bane, and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to see you know a specific guy play Bane." But then I was like, "No," because uh, the guy I'm thinking of is uh, was in the news recently. Uh, Hapthor Julius Bjornsson. Uh, you might know him as the Mountain or the strongest man on Earth, just breaking the uh, deadlift record. I think it was like 1,104 pounds. 
or 1104.52. Uh, and he said he could have done more, but he was breaking the record by one pound. Uh, dude is six foot nine, four hundred twenty-five. I gotta give pounds. the pussies a chance. Yeah, <laughs> six foot nine, four hundred twenty-five pounds. I'm thinking he should be Puck from Alpha Flight. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I thought it's like, oh, he could be Bane, but I've heard him speak, and he has a very difficult accent. So I thought the perfect character for him. <laughs> Hold on, can I just say real quick? It's like, because that, because a very difficult accent has stopped anybody from playing Bane in the past. Yeah, but there's. I am Gotham's Wrecking. Tom Hardy can do different voices. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the commercials that Thor Bjornsson has done, but he has a tough time shedding his. uh, I think he's Icelandic. Uh, this his Scandinavian era area uh, accent. I think he would be a great Solomon Grundy because he doesn't really need to be all that articulate. He just needs to be huge and just monstrous. It would be similar to his appearance in Game of Thrones as Sir Robert Strong, where he's you know essentially undead, um, but. Again, you know, it's one of those, like, he would be great going up against somebody like, you know, you see Henry Cavill as as Superman or, or you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Cal Drogo, uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And everyone seems like, oh, those are huge dudes. And, like, even to them, he's a fucking monster. It's like seeing uh, that picture that was going around of The Rock standing next to Shaq. It's like, uh-huh. The Rock is huge, but... That's fucking Shaq. You know, like... (laughs) Yeah. So, those are my uh, honorable mentions. Um, So, what do you guys have... And it doesn't... You can be in any order. Like, I I don't... You know, because I didn't really rank mine in terms of five Uh, to one. I kind of have... Mine's a little bit of a package deal. Okay, well, why don't you go first, then? Same here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh... What I would really like to see brought into, and, and when we say DCEU, that to me means the extended universe. So it doesn't necessarily need to be the films, as far as I was concerned. That's how I, that's how I understand the extended universe to be. Yeah. Um, as a show on like HBO, or I guess now HBO Max, would be ideal, honestly. I want to see the... See, like the serialized story, the way it was told, issues in issues of Planetary by Warren Ellis. Mm. They are the archaeologists of the unknown, like the strange. Uh, there's several different characters, but primarily it focuses on one team. Uh, it's the only field, like field ops team they have for. The Planetary Guide, which is an almanac published every year by some mysterious benefactor that uh, goes over what they cataloged in all the weird, crazy shit that they see. And it's been going on since like 1925. And these people work for them. There's this guy, he's sitting in a desert diner one day uh, wearing like ratty white clothes he's got white hair 
you know, kind of middle-aged dude, a slight, slight Southern accent. And uh, all of a sudden this like chick in a leather biker suit kicks in the door and she's like very exotic looking. She's like, you know, you got to come with me. Uh, we, we, we're going to give you a job. And turns out his name is Elijah Snow. Her name is uh, Jaquita Wagner. And the guy waiting for them on the helicopter that she landed in outside of this little rinky dink diner is this guy only known as the drummer. He has long hair, wears like vest jackets, and he's always carrying around drumsticks and shit. And he's a full blown technopath. But it, it, I mean, it's not just that he can, it's like, he he definitely communicates with machines much easier than anything else, but he can basically read the codes of everything, including like magic. He he calls them the cheat codes for the world. And uh basically it's it was 27 issues long. Uh it has a mishmash of all the cool stuff that you've seen over the past 40, 50, 60 years in uh, television, movies, comic books, uh, even some music, and uh, it's fucking phenomenal. It's one of the best comic books I've I've ever read. And even though it was twenty seven issues, I think it took like ten years to finish, or something like that. It was insane. It was a long time. And the main character, uh, Elijah Snow, uh, for him, I would cast Woody Harrelson. It's it's. Uh, I remember you telling me about it, and I, I, I can't unsee it. It's perfect. Yeah, just give him, give him the white haired wig, and but he's supposed to be a guy too that is clearly from the south and tries his hardest not to sound like he's from the south. Woody Harrelson can do that very well. He was trying that for years on Cheers. Yeah, I was gonna say like that sounds like his his uh, character, uh, Woody. Woody on Cheers. Yeah. It's 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 easy to lose sight of that one. Yeah. But uh then Jaquita Wagner, um, and Mark has read the series, so Reached I think he very recently. Yeah, very recently at that. Um so I think he'll understand uh for a myriad of reasons my choice for the character of Jaquita Wagner. I can't get into it because if you want to read the series, this would definitely like be a spoiler. And that's oh, a not super spoiler. Yeah, that's not fair to anybody. Uh, but honest to God, Jaquita Wagner for years in my mind has been Rashida Jones. Yeah, and, and I think it would be awesome too because it would actually give Rashida Jones a, a chance to play a character who's just like straight up badass. She is the powerhouse of the team. Mm -hmm. She is the one with super strength and super speed and uh, skin as tough as nails. So like... It would be it would be really cool to see her in the role, uh, and then Dacre, uh, the drummer, uh, the person I actually picked for for that would be uh, Dacre Montgomery. I don't know if I'm saying his first name correctly. Yeah, it is Dacre. Yeah, okay. Um, Dacre Montgomery. I think he would be outstanding. Uh, and I base that only on a couple of things I've seen him in, but I think it works out well because uh, the things I've seen him in were the power rangers movie mm -hmm. and stranger things yep i think that's where pretty much everybody knows him from He's yeah Jason. And, well he i think he was on like tv in australia or something like that too but regardless he um he, he 
his look and everything would definitely combine several elements from either one of those things, especially when you consider the consider the uh, fantastical shit that happens in each one of those separate projects mm. and uh, you know how he is clearly at ease doing those things, which uh, not many people can can pull off being in and stuff like that and be believable. And those are pretty much two polar opposite characters. Like Jason was like, I'm a good guy and I'm the leader. And then Billy is like, I'm a fucking dick. I'll fuck your mom. I don't care. Yeah. The, the drummer, the drummer is, um, he wasn't raised the way the rest of us were his. It's not that he's immoral, not, not by any stretch. It's just, he, he's a little confounded sometimes by, uh, dealing with people so it, it would play well um and then there's two villains uh in in it there's actually four main villains but uh two that immediately spring to mind and have for years uh there's this one guy uh dr richard dowling and uh is it richard or randall randall darling dowling i think actually but regardless dowling and uh, he's actually been trying to fucking for years suppress this planetary almanac. And Randall. so it's Randall. Thank you. Um, so Randall Dowling, uh, he's been trying to suppress it, but he's been doing it through all kinds of like third, fourth, fifth parties. And, and it's just a, a complicated web. Uh, but it's 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 awesome when you get to the, the follow through. And then uh, his his muscle. Uh, he was his best friend, guy he's known for years. Uh, Jacob Green is his name, and uh, he is supposed to be a a, a, bo- a behemoth of of a character. Uh, he he's just got this thing about him, and he uh, he would definitely be best played by Derek Mears. Either I mean, Derek you need Mears or Danny DeVito. <clears throat> Oh, I mean, yeah. Danny DeVito is always the obvious choice, <laughs> always. But uh, yeah, that's that's just like for for that altogether. Um, I can't say too much about it because you haven't you haven't read it, and um, I know that's probably frustrating for anybody that's listening as well. And I apologize, but but I promise you this: if you actually get the comics slash you know trade paperbacks of Planetary and read them it's pretty quick too mm-hmm. you're going to kick yourself for not having read it years before i'm, I'm telling you uh can i just say i agree and disagree all at once i agree mm-hmm. that you will kick yourself for not reading it earlier but as someone who um would have been super upset with the cliffhanger i'm so glad that i read it all at once fair enough fair yeah. enough but i but I, when I say years ago, I don't mean like when it was coming out because I I got on on it when it was finishing up and I had to wait for the last three issues to come out and that that was torture. But when I got to that those last three issues, it paid off. So, uh, and just for the, for the listeners, uh, powerful brand is now batting a thousand on a comic book recommendations, and this is one of the comic books he recommended. Yeah, I'm good at what I do, man, which is usually just talk about shit I like and then convince you that you'll like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, old Look man into Wayne. my eyes. Now, we've never met before, have we? <laughs> Sorry. I, I yeah. like how you're, uh, you're doing, like, all these different, like, you know, semaphore signals to uh, 
young lady Maria or whoever else is in there. Your cat. You got it right. You got it right. Uh, so who's on your list? Give us uh, your first selection. Uh, my first selection is uh, Multiple Man. He oh, I is figured. Yeah, that that was a given. Um, he's a character that I think, as much as I love Deadpool, he's my favorite character. I relate to Multiple Man on a pun intended on multiple levels. Uh, the idea of someone who sometimes has to be a leader but doesn't want to, and is sometimes paralyzed with the idea of what to do because you can see different ways things can go, but also being a complete jackass <laughs> in goofball. I love the guy. I love the character. Um, I was also pissed when they didn't do enough with Eric Dane in um, X-Men Last Stand because he had the look, he had like the sarcastic like facial expressions, and there were there was he was only in for a couple of scenes and it was like he kept making these like weird looks. I was like, oh, this is perfect. You guys really screwed this up, 20th Century Fox, and I thank you for that. Um <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> yeah, shocking, I know. What? Fox Fox screwed up something with the X-Men? <laughs> yeah. Say what? Uh Fox screwed the pooch. Um so they really foxed it up. <laughs> So what the fox. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I would love to keep. I would love if Eric Dane was young enough to do to still portray that character, but he's a bit older, um, and I'm not sure if it works. Uh, which is going to make my selection for this weird. I'm going to stay with their casting of James Franco, and I'm not a James Franco fan. He kind of annoys me. I think he's kind of a dick sometimes, or probably all the time. But having a conversation with my uncle about him when we were discussing like the things that. Uh, James Franco does. I kind of came around to him playing it, you know what I mean? Because he can play serious and he can play over the top goofy, and so which requires, which is a requirement for most of them. You have to be literally every personality like that a human may have. So I think he'd be a, a great selection for that. I think that's a good call. So for mine, I'm going to start off with uh, my one of my middle choices. And this is one of the characters that I think uh, would have to be all CGI. And I think that I would like to see the motion capture done by either Toby Kebbell or uh, Andy Serkis, just because Andy Serkis is a fucking god when it comes to motion capture. But Toby Kebbell's probably the second best, uh, you know, right behind him. Um, Toby was, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, he did some of the motion capture in Planet of the Apes, and he was also Kong in Skull Island. So, mm. uh, and this character, because it would ha- he would have to be CGI because he's so fucking massive. Uh, Big I'm- deal, man. I was Winnie the Pooh at the Brockton Fair for an entire summer. That shit <laughs> come to me <laughs> dressing as Kong. I convinced children, son, in 98-degree weather in Massachusetts. Suck it. <laughs> um this character is massive. I would not like to see him portrayed as a fucking cloud, but uh, my choice is uh, Galactus for my, uh, I'll, I'll choose him for my first one. And the first choice I would have for his voice, unfortunately, I Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, last action hero reference. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Orson Welles is uh, no longer among us. But after what seeing about Ma- him as, Maurice Lamarche, that's literally the next person I have on the <laughs> list. <laughs> um, 
Because after seeing Orson Welles as uh, Unicron, like, like it would be awesome. Like, I don't want him getting typecast, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Maurice LaMarche, because he does such a great Orson Welles, and he does so many amazing voices. Uh, yeah. Like, rewatching Futurama, like, what he does is just fucking phenomenal. But uh, failing that, because as much as I would love to see him in a, uh, a Marvel film, I don't think Marvel would go that route. They'd probably go with my uh, my other choice, Charles Dance, as the voice of Galactus. Brother Nuncy! <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my number five. So I actually, uh, I did a fan casting article for Bam Smack Pow, and I had Keith David as Galactus. <laughs> I could see Keith David as Galactus, but like, Having just watched the Rick and Morty with him as the president, like <laughs> because they're assholes. Oh, uh, you know, you know who would be an interesting voice for Galactus? Um, Giancarlo Esposito, mm. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Reed Richards? <laughs> oh the my thing god. Is, that's a great pick, uh, Esposito. That's a that's an yeah. amazing pick for him, especially. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he's menacing. He, yeah, yeah. But the the thing is, he's menacing until he's not. You know, that's that guy can do so many different things with his voice. I mean, did you know that he's the voice of Lex Luthor in the Harley Quinn cartoon? No, I haven't yeah. watched that one yet. I, Although I, I do know that Diedrich Bader is Batman and. I, well, he, I mean, he already voiced Batman in the cartoon I, I uh, Brave and the Bold. It's, yeah, it was a silly one. I know, I know. It's funny because it works because the show is so silly. If it was like a serious representation of like the DC universe, I'd feel some sort of way about it. But he is so goddamn perfect as like this universe's Batman. <laughs> yeah, he is. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's that's my choice. So, uh, Brandon, up next mm. to you. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm, ju- I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to say. Uh, so there is a character named Jessica Cruz from DC oh. Comics. Uh, <laughs> I think I know. I mean, I she is. I know who this she is. She is a. She's a Green Lantern. Yep. In my uh, favorite, probably right now. Yes, she actually started off uh, as Power Ring. The Earth 2, although now I think it's Earth 3, they've turned that into like the evil crime syndicate of America Earth. Um, Power Ring is the evil version of Green Lantern, essentially. But instead of it being like a a ring where you can control the energy um, to be whatever you want, it's a ring that has an energy that controls you, like because of through fear. So instead of being able to overcome it, you are susceptible to it. And uh, once once this uh, entity Volthoom latches onto you, you like can't take the ring off. You keep using it. You have to like do whatever Volthoom wants with the ring. Um, and uh, she gets taken over by it because she has she is like an she's actually an agoraphobic and uh, has pretty huge anxiety order, disorders and. Uh, she she was like a homing beacon for this thing when it came through the in uh, in uh the other person that was possessed of it died so she gets she gets it 
And Hal Jordan helps her realize that she can get rid of it on her own. She doesn't have to wait for it to leave or, or do anything other than will it out. And she overcomes not just like the fear of that thing, Balthoom, but legitimately all of the other fears she has, which is everything. And she actually, be, uh, because of the, the sheer force of her own will, uh, was able to become a Green Lantern at that point. Um, and, one of the things I loved about it was like it was a great representation of the um, of like anxiety, um, kind of being a shut in, in like kind of almost being forced to kind of get out of your own way, if that makes sense. And I, it's a good, it's for someone who suffers from things like that from time to time, like it, you can kind of you kind of feel what she's going through. And I, I love the fact that they gave someone the power, like the power of will like that. It was almost like the ring saw something in her. that well, like no one else That's, did. that's the thing is, is like with stories like that inherently, you know, you have, you have a like space weapon and, you know, you're going to go fight aliens and, and all that jazz. Um, you know, and, and obviously the, the thing that's been touted for decades with the, the green lantern core is, you know, overcome great fear. You have you have the strongest will. Blah blah blah. Um, that it would take. You know, you'd have to be so brave. You'd have to be able to overcome this crazy shit. This crazy shit that you see on a regular basis. But like Jessica, on a like they put a real face on it with each issue. Uh, she did go out and do those big grand things but it was the stuff that she had to do when she wasn't out and about and able to kind of lose herself in that and live her regular life still in that you see the amount of will necessary for her to cross over the threshold of her own door Mm -hmm. to go outside is far greater than anyone else's will to overcome fear out in the core. It's, it's fucking bananas. And I love it. Like, it's so awesome. Plus she's a, she, she was a Latina. Um, and uh, that's why for the, the, the actress I picked for Jessica Cruz, I would go with Gina Rodriguez. It's hmm. a good choice. Yeah. I think she'd do really, really well. See, and that's, you know, having a character overcome things is totally different, you know, now as opposed to, you know, there was an issue of the Justice League many, many years ago where, you know, they were visiting a hospital with like, you know, sick kids that were like paralyzed and blind. And, you know, basically the message was, oh, well, just, you know, suck it up and you can be superheroes because we just had, like, this whole huge fight in the pages of this very comic where, you know, we were overcome and, you know, like, the Flash had his legs fused together and, you know, Superman went blind and, like, all this other shit happened. And <laughs> it was like, well, we overcame it. You should, too. Like, quit complaining about your uh, about your disabilities and, <laughs> you know, completely ignoring the fact, you know, like his Kryptonian physiology. It's like, oh, I can't see, but I can still hear everything and I'm bulletproof and invulnerable. <laughs> Whereas like little blind Johnny's like, I'm a hero and like falls down a flight of stairs. <laughs> you know, like he can't get out of his room because someone moved the ottoman. Like, and it's like, 
It's like, yeah, just <laughs> overcome your disabilities. Oh, Matt Murdock did it. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> but like, and it's, so it's nice to see them. It's like, you know, here's, you know, what you were talking about, like the agoraphobia kind of reminded me of the, the world breaker Hulk uh, story arc where they were trying to get Sentry to come out and fight him because he was just destroying everyone. Uh, my favorite part of that whole run was when he was fighting the X Men and like he's fighting somebody and they're like, "It's like, oh, you're invulnerable, huh?" And he just like flings them. He's like, "Go be invulnerable <laughs> in New Jersey." Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and like yeah. they have to, they have to get uh, Sentry to come out and fight him. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I can even go outside, guys. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't know, guys. I'm a little scared myself. Yeah. But um, I mean, like, they, they, it's not the same as, like, what you're dealing with with Jessica Cruz, who has, like, legit issues that she has to overcome just to be the superhero. It's not like, I don't know, uh, you know, everybody has pretty much the same origin story. Oh, my parents are dead, so I'm going to use that as motivation. You know, Oliver Queen and, you know, Batman and I think six of the 30 Robins. I, I forget how many. There. <laughs> but, like, everybody's parents are dead, and, like, that's their motivation to become a superhero. You know, as opposed to, like, I have this... It it reminds me. I was I was talking on the Dorkening podcast the other day. We did a a year review of uh, of um, Endgame, and rewatching it, I think the most powerful moment wasn't you know Cap lifting the hammer or the Avengers assemble or the on your left moment. It was Thor doubting himself and you know being depressed and anxious and just like having all this you know weighing on his mental health finding out that he's still worthy to wield Mjolnir yeah yeah that to me is like the moment it's just like yes like and you can see it in Hemsworth's performance he wanted to cry yeah and it's it's so good and just as a a side topic because this is something that bothered me later on when it's time to put on the gauntlet and, you know, it's this heavy emotional moment. And Thor's like, I have to do it because I have to come back and, and you know, prove myself and redeem myself. You know, this is part of my redemption arc. And it's this heavy, serious moment. And I, I love the fact that the MCU doesn't take everything super seriously. But I hate the fact that they undercut really poignant moments with shitty She's comedy. Weird. Where it's like... What do you think's flowing through my veins? And you got Don Cheese Whiz. It's like, this is a really <laughs> deep emotional moment. And we've been tracking Thor's emotional journey from the beginning of this film. Oh, beyond that, we've been tracking his emotional like um, state since the very first Thor movie. Well, I mean, and like, I- where he's, his, he's trying to come to terms with his failure to kill Thanos because like oh, yeah. Thanos snapped directly in his face. It's like, Oh, you fucked up. Watch this. Bam. Everyone, you know, and love is dead. Like, it's like you had a shot. You took it. You missed. And now I'm going to do this right in your face. And we just see him this whole time. He's in this deep well of depression. And then for that, well, be- well, well, yeah, <laughs> It's like, where does a mansplainer get his water? From a well, actually. Actually. <laughs> um, but, like, 
you see this like really deep moment and it's just like, oh, cheese whiz is in your blood. Ha ha ha. Because you're fat. It's like Yeah. You really picked up on the nuance there. Yeah. It's like way to well, read the room, I... Rody. <laughs> uh, you like my bottle of uh hipster ice? Yeah. It's water before it was cool. <laughs> Can I just say it would be funny as hell if um Thor goes evil and he's like going on a rampage and then like he gets to, to Don Cheeto's war machine. He goes, Thor, what are you doing? Let's find out what's in your blit what's run what runs through your blit veins and he just like rips him in half. <laughs> but then if he's the bad guy, that means he, he would he would end up not winning, right? And then he'd just be a Thor loser. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he, I know it was, it, it was a walk, but it was a short walk, and I'm glad yeah. you guys went on it with me. Well, you know, I was gonna say, like, if he's the bad guy, he's gonna get beat up, and he'll be Thor in the morning. I, I just, I just got there before you, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's all, right. all it was. It, it happens. It happens. It, absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've been, we've been going back and forth for like the hour leading up to this, too. Yeah, it's a, it's an ebb and flow thing. Yeah. So these puns are making my brain Thor. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hammer that point home. <laughs> I had to put a cushion on this on this chair. I needed an ass guardian. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Uh, all right, so old man Wade, your next pick. Uh, Monet Saint Croix. Uh, Monet Saint Croix is my favorite. Uh, woman in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, she's an arrogant... Um, she's an arrogant woman who literally hit the lottery of powers. Super strength and vulnerability. She was the one the Hulk kicked. Uh, she flies... She can fly, and she can fly supersonic speeds. Uh, and she's telepathic. And to top it all off, she's rich and gorgeous. Like, she hit... The genetic lottery. Jesus Christ, uh, she sounds like the female version of me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you made you're Brandon. Hmm. <laughs> you may you may be a little cuter though. Um, may <laughs> may. <laughs> so the one part of the one thing I loved about it was during the um, X Factor series, she was in therapy, and uh, one of the therapists asked her to tell him something that no one knows, and she goes. Every day I have to make a conscious decision to not kill myself. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And she starts talking about Wait, how- is she Irish? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I saw Irish Catholics. We're known for repressing how we feel. I I I make jokes all the time because I don't know how to not make everything into one. Thank you, Rody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea how to deal with my feelings. Neither does <laughs> War Machine, apparently. But um, so she talks about how her time, like her time as um, when her brother was like used to suck the marrow from her bones and and like it's like this horrible time where like typical she, sibling like, shit. Wait, <laughs> yeah. yo, you can't just throw that in there. Man. There was no context for that about to be dropped whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait. What? <laughs> did I miss? Did I have a fucking stroke halfway through a sentence here? <laughs> Come on, Brandon, you've been on my show and you've probably heard the show. This is nothing new. 
he would cut there the hair goes. off all my Barbies. He stole my DNA. <laughs> you know, a regular Wednesday. <laughs> so there's a bunch of layers to that character. And, um, I don't know if this was... Um, the bone marrow is one layer. <laughs> I don't know if this was canon uh, the entire time, but during X-Factor, they were like uh, protesting mutants. And she came up that and she does goes, sound like it jives with the rest of all the X-Men books. <laughs> so I think top, I saw those thousand those thousand issues. Oh my god, there's a there's a um a, a video and it's like they're making fun of that, and it's like the purifiers, and it's like mutants go home, mutants go home, and they're processing them into X-Men and Cyclops goes, We are home. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he can't pull over any farther. <laughs> so um but then she uh, she goes, on top of being a mutant, she's like, would you hate me um, doubly because I'm Muslim? And I was like, oh, shit. So it's like, you know, so they hit they hit that um, as well. And um, so um, I figured I need a character who would be, who's Muslim. Now, originally, I was going to say Naomi Scott, even though she's not Muslim, but she did a great job in um, Aladdin and the Power Rangers movie that we mentioned earlier. I think she's super talented. I think she's going to eventually be a star. And there's no doubt in my mind that she'll eventually play a... Um, comic book character in the MCU or the DCEU. As long as she's not in any of the movies like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Where we act like that movie never happened. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, my actual pick for her is Jamila Jamil. Okay. So, and one of the, the biggest reasons for that is that she's been she's played that really arrogant um, rich know-it-all so she's already captured that. The only thing missing would be to, to see whether or not she can play an action hero. Uh, she's got the she's got the stature for it. She's got the voice for it, and she is a. From what I've seen in the Good Place, she's good at. She's a good actress or actor, excuse me. So I I want her to play, and I would I want to see her grab somebody by the throat and just like and like just talk down to them like who are you to even speak to me kind of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i i i think like yeah she is a good pick but it would never happen only because she would never go through the crazy physical shit that disney makes all their actors go through before they're in their uh productions probably not because like she is like, and I'm, I'm, that's the only thing because otherwise, yeah, she, I, I agree. That would be a good pick. I don't think she'd ever do it though because of the whole bo- uh, body positive movement thing, which is good. I, 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 I think what she does and says is, is great. Like it's, it's awesome. But I feel like she would probably see herself as a bit of a hypocrite if she got a job like that. And then, you know, they paid to have somebody torture her into a particular shape. Well, I can I agree I can agree with that, but I also think the the fact that she was raised by two Muslim parents, I think the idea of um adding um some visibility to an unfortunate situation where um a lot of Americans think Muslims are these evil terrorists waiting to happen, uh, she can still be the person that she always is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and do like a positive thing. And even if it's not a because uh, the theme I have with this list. I don't necessarily think it has to be live action. I think this would also work in a um, cartoon setting, and I think her voicing Monet Saint Croix works just as well. Yeah, that would that would be that would probably be the most ideal 
way to get her involved. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's where I'm with you know some of mine, and actually my next one is also going to be a uh, a voice character. You know, whether it's you know CGI or it's uh, you know uh, you know animated. But my next pick uh, is Brainiac. I'd love to see a Brainiac. Uh, and depending on how they want to do it, like, because there's a couple different ways that you can voice Brainiac. Like, you could do it, like, in uh, Superman Red Sun, or you can have him, like, the, the high-pitched, almost like Skeletor-type voice. But I actually have two picks for this one, too. Uh, first pick, because um, I want to save the second one, would be Aiden Gillen. From again, from Game of Thrones, but also uh, he was in. Uh, he's been in a bunch of different things, but you know him as Littlefinger, most likely, or at the beginning of uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises with uh, <laughs> with Bane. Um, he's got he's got a weird accent, like it's hard to pin down. And even when he's trying to do a different accent, he still has this, this weird raspy voice that I think if they kind of like auto-tuned a little bit, like, could be a really creepy Brainiac voice. I can take that. My second choice is uh, maybe one of the best uh, animated villain voice actors of all time. I mean, this guy, uh, he was Wolverine at one point. Oh, my God. In the uh, the, uh, Wolverine PlayStation 2 game. But, uh, if you, if you, I, I know old man Wade knows where I'm going with this one. Of course, I'm talking about Mark Hamill. Oh, I think he could be a great brain. You want to talk about a guy who does a lot of different stuff with his voice. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people would recognize him as Luke Skywalker, but you know, people from our generation probably more know him for his voice acting uh, and he's played villains before, not just uh, not just um, Joker, Joker Hobgoblin, the Cockknocker, <laughs> the trick, <laughs> the trickster. Uh, he's he's got that range of you know voice acting skill where he could he could do like a monotone, almost like a Stephen Wright type voice for <laughs> Brainiac. That would be great. <laughs> but, like, he could do it in such a menacing way. Eagles may fly, but weasels don't get sucked into jet engines. <laughs> I mean, Stephen Wright is, uh, as as Brainiac would be interesting, too. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go Mark Hamill. So bottle city of Candor. <laughs> so there's uh, I don't know if you guys have played the Injustice 2 game but the guy who did Brainiac in that Jeffrey Combs he was <laughs> Jeffrey Combs yeah that guy he, he pretty much almost is fucking Brainiac <laughs> I mean I love Jeffrey Combs don't get me wrong he's amazing he is but I had no idea that that's, that's the name you were about to say Jesus <laughs> Christ not what I would have picked but like if you guys get a chance just like check the clips out of him um, during Injustice 2, he had this very calm and very sultry. It wasn't sultry, but it was just like he sounded like, and again, I've used this word more than a few times today, very narcissistic voice. And like, and it was like, wow, you sound incredible as Brainiac. He sounds like you want to, he sounds like the person you want to punch in the face. 
it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortably soothing. Yes. Kind of like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I had to See, look that I, up and make sure that was the same Jeffrey Combs <laughs> that I was thinking yeah. it was. Because the I one from Reanimator, right? Yeah, from yeah the the, yeah. the and Would You Rather and like all these other fucking like classic horror films. Yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to just make sure that it was that guy. Because... Have you seen how many? Have you seen? Have you seen how many fucking aliens he's played on like all the different Star Trek shows? I mean, that's fair too. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean he's. He's been doing that character work like that for a long time. Not a name I I would have I I even remotely considered to be completely honest with you. Um, again, I don't even know who this dude is. I just know that he played Brainiac in Injustice Two, and I loved him. Have and you ever seen just... the movie The Frighteners? No. Would you rather see The Frighteners? Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather has a very gift of the Magi ending? He uh he also was in the uh HP Lovecraft movie Reanimator. Uh directed by Stuart Gordon. Uh and he let's see what what he was also in uh the Gordon directed Lovecraft in uh From Beyond. He was in a movie that was originally slated to be Doctor Strange, but they ended up having to change the script slightly because they were like, ah oh, no, fuck it, we're not gonna do it anymore. And it become became Doctor Mordred, and uh, he was he was the one who played the the main character that was originally supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme. You know, I could see him with his little mustache as Stephen Strange. He, uh, I don't believe he had a mustache in it, but I could be wrong. I no, I don't think he does. Well, I, I'm just he, saying, like I've seen the roles where he has like the little oh, yeah. mustache, <laughs> and it's like I could certainly see him as you know yeah. '80s Doctor Strange. And uh, he was he was in uh, the movie The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Uh, that's a really good flick. I almost called him Alex Keaton the other day. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> I almost called him Alex, Alex Keaton. P. Keaton. Yes. <laughs> APK. Um, what do you think that stands for? A perfect cousin. <laughs> oh man! But you know, those are those are some pretty good picks. Uh, I always I always kind of pictured. Um, uh, it might sound weird, but I always pictured Jude Law. I figured I honestly thought he'd be an effective brainiac because he can he can play uh, a, a, a a range of things as well. So I think it would be interesting to give him a chance to do something uh, a bit darker. See, I was trying to look at some character or, or some actors or character actors who don't always you know wouldn't leap to the front of your mind. But, like, there were a bunch that I was like, oh, this guy would be great. Oh, but he already plays, you know, a Marvel character, like Richard Madden or um, for a different role. Or uh, the guy who played Ramsey Bolton, and I can never pronounce his name, Ewan, Ewan Ram. Uh, yeah. But I know he, what was, you mean. he was in uh, Inhumans or Eternals or one of the. One yeah. Of those, um, uh, yeah, Inhumans. I didn't yeah. want to pick, like, another great voice would be like. Larry Fishburne, you know, because I thought he was awesome as uh, Silver Surfer, or Mark Strong, who plays just every villain, or Jaiman Hansu, who is in like every fucking movie. Like, he's in so many comic book movies, it's not even funny. Right. Like, he's Marvel. Like, people, oh, you can't have Marvel and DC. It's like, yeah, he's fucking Shazam. He's in 
like two or three of the uh, the Marvel movies because he's with the the Kree. He's Papa Midnight and Constantine. Yeah, yep. I mean, we got Chris Evans, who was dude from the Losers, Casey Jones, the Human Torch, and Captain America. And oh, and with the Snowpiercer and Scott Pilgrim, Snowpiercer and Scott Pilgrim. Oh, and uh, speaking of Snowpiercer, I I apparently uh, it's coming out in May. The series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I came across that uh, that trailer today. I had no idea. But uh, oh yeah, Brandon, it's interesting. It is up to you now. Your next pick. Okay, um, I have I have two more, and uh, there's a caveat. One is DC, and one is Marvel. That's fine. Whatever one you want to do. All right, I'm gonna go with DC. Uh, I'll finish with Marvel. Um, it's actually a character that had already been mentioned earlier in this, uh, booster gold. Uh, and when I say booster gold, I mean, uh, booster gold as he is now, uh, the way that we understand his character to be, he is not actually the full blown egomaniac and, uh, jackass general jackass that we thought he was it turns out he is a pretty big deal for maintaining the time stream and uh you know if you've read the comics at all you find out um that booster gold is actually eventually the founder of um the like the timekeepers or whatever the linear men and shit and the guy rip hunter who is dc comics like most notorious like time traveler Uh, he's a good guy but he's all about like you know don't do anything don't touch anything fucking forget you know whatever you saw of of wally or barry (laughs) yeah yeah and uh but 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 rip hunter he uh he is one of the one of the linear men he travels through time trying to make sure that shit doesn't get fucked with and uh we finally found turns out we've always known this rip hunter he um Rip Hunter is not his real name. And he says, he tell, lets people know that straight up because uh, he changed it so no one could ever find who he was as a ch- as a, an infant and kill him in his crib because of all the time travel shit he deals with. Come to find out that Rip Hunter shows up in the beginning of the 21st century and enlists Booster Gold's help in taking care of some stuff. A pretty big deal that uh, took place over the course of a weekly year-long series called 52 in dc comics and they pulled it off which is like the craziest part about it they actually did it and uh booster was integral to how rip hunter was going to help everybody like stop the bad shit from going down and from that the new booster gold series was started and you come to find out that the reason that rip hunter is so involved with making sure that booster gold gets to where he needs to be with being responsible and actually helping the time stream is because booster gold is his father. And uh, that's no one knew for many, many, many years where rip Hunter came from at all. And so it became a big part of that, that puzzle, you know, and uh, the, the, the key part about it is that, when Rip Hunter enlists his aid in protecting the time stream, he he makes he drums into him. He has to keep acting like a fucking idiot. 
in front of everyone, in front of the world, because he has the best cover. No one would ever suspect him of being the hero he actually is. And um, I, I, I think I told Mark about it. I told Wade about it. Uh, the the issue where he tries to go back in time and stop Barbara Gordon from getting paralyzed. It's nuts. He goes back to the killing joke when the Joker shoots her and the Joker ends up beating him senseless and breaking his bones and almost killing him like 19 different times because the time stream did not want itself to be corrected. So no matter what, Barbara still always got shot and paralyzed, but if he showed up, that was going to happen and he was going to have the living shit kicked out of him. And Batman found the photos when he went the la- from the last time he went. Barbara still ended up paralyzed and held on to them for years because he saw that Booster's uh, costume was slightly different with a collar and then waited until he saw he was the right age and confronted him about it. It was, it was dope. Yeah, I think that got posted. You did? Uh, yeah, it was me. It was me. I tagged him in it. Yeah. And We've been doing this uh, Marvel DC thing, or I'll share a Marvel, he'll share a DC. Um, and I got a, one of the, and it's not technically canon, but it was um, Booster Gold in Injustice 2, the comic, where he uh, was trying, same thing, he was trying to save uh, Blue Beetle. But everything yeah. happened, the people in the time stream were like, no. And he shows up, like, really sullen and disappointed, and his hands are all messed up. And he was talking about this is what happens when you try to when you uh, when you get so angry you punch a triceratops and I'm, and it's like this really like deep it's funny but it's this really deep moment and it's like I wanted to be there for you at the end and I love characters like this it's one of the reasons why I love Deadpool as much and people always go oh he only makes jokes I'm like well then you don't know the Deadpool character like there are a lot of layers to him there are a lot of moments where it's like you want to cry like I remember he um in one particular issue. He had a kid and didn't know about it. And when he found, finds out about it, he goes to try to save her. And because she had his baby, someone found the kid, found her and killed her. And he like finds out that she's and she's in this mass grave. And he's just like he takes his mask off and he's like crying. And later on the um, in the issue, he says, "I don't want to. I don't want to cry in front of Wolverine and Captain America again." <laughs> and it's like this moment where that it's just like is that the good, the bad, and the ugly? That's exactly what it is. Yep. But um, anyway, heroes for hire. <laughs> what what I was gonna say though, what I was getting to is, um, there's a lot going on with the character, uh, and you can you can have it be uh, funny and still pretty badass when he's doing the stuff that he's meant to be doing. And the person that I feel uh, over the past few years that would probably be the best pick to play Michael would be uh, Alan Richson. And I, I thought that before he was cast as uh, Hawk in the Titans show. But uh, I've seen, I've seen the guy in a few different things. And quite honestly, like he's, imp- he's impressed me considerably, like mostly because his, his comedic timing is fucking spot on. The guy is hysterical. And you need someone who can, he, but he also can play tough very well. As, you know, it, it's, it's not like an either or thing, but you need someone who can go back and forth on that to play Booster Gold. 
while still being a convincing idiot in the eyes of people who know him. Yep. That's, a good that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest part is that everyone who knows him, with the exception of like his sister and the guy who turns out is his son, everyone else thinks he's a fucking moron. Well, now except for piece of shit, except for Batman, exactly. But that's the thing too is Batman sort of says like, listen, whatever you're doing, it's working. So if you need to keep people convinced that you're actually that you're that, you know a dunce a, a dimwit, then that's exactly what you have to do. And you know, that's fucking cool. And that's another one where you could with something like uh, DC Universe Service or even HBO Max. And now also how stories have become more prevalent. Uh, people are more aware of storylines within comics and, and, and such things that you could play in characters in general, you could play around with somebody like booster gold traveling through time and space and doing shit for, with, with superheroes. And, style. Have yeah. Exa- yeah. For, for, yeah. Pretty much. It was, I, I thought of it as like a combination of like quantum leap and sliders, hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, it's just, it sucks because that show legends of tomorrow is on the CW and it's like, yeah, it's 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 okay, I guess. I stopped watching it a while ago, and it, so there are people out there who watch it and enjoy it. By all means, continue to do so. I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to disparage, you know, your enjoyment of such a thing. But for me, it just got a little too uh, off the walls. So I'd like to see a, a not a not a like gritty, super serious approach, but just something that takes it a bit more seriously and and doesn't doesn't just like kind of turn make things become zanier you know, no need I, to see a batman 66 i'll watch that if i want to see it <laughs> i wonder if the reason for that is because so many of the um the uh the dark the um cw shows are so serious i'm wondering whether whether that's that's the case because black lightning um Green Arrow. I know both of those are tend to be a little more serious. I don't really know much about the Flash because I don't like. I watched four episodes and I didn't like it. Um, but I'm wondering whether or not it's because it would. It's the one show that kind of breaks the the seriousness of everything else going on. Um, maybe. I, I mean, I think, I think mostly because uh, it's an ensemble of characters. I'm not talking about the cast, but the characters themselves. Uh, they they are either uh, villains, heroes, or anti-heroes, you know. So there's a an eclectic mix in there. Yeah. So I think they try to play up that aspect in like you know the different strokes kind of thing, and uh, that's that's all well and good. Don't get me wrong. It's just they utilize certain things from the comic books in a very strangely roundabout way that could have been used uh, to better effect for for and for longer as well. Yeah. Yeah, they they had Rip Hunter in there, and they had him played by um uh, I can't remember the guy's name Arthur Darville I think he was on Doctor Who for a little bit, and uh, they had him play Rip Hunter and he kind of was like been gone after like a season and he wasn't anywhere near what he was supposed to be comparative to the comic books, you know stuff like that is like. You were so close. You could have, but you just didn't. Why? It's like maybe they thought they bit off more than they could chew. Maybe. 
Maybe. I don't know. But it's like they rushed him out of there so they could just have the people we knew from the shows that they pulled them from mm. on the ship. Like, all of a sudden, they know how to fucking traverse through the time stream? Yeah, let's trust the fucking white canary. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I'm sure she had a lot of experience doing shit like this when she was, what, not drowning in the middle of the ocean, apparently? Fuck. You know what's what, Brandon? It is one of the reasons I love you, because you're one of the few people who gets as emotional with things as I do with stuff like this. And it's... <laughs> you're... Yeah. It's not, I mean, I, I, I don't know that you know, I... I, mean, I I guess you could qualify it. It makes someone sick, though. (laughs) I don't really think I'm I'm, I'm like getting too emotional necessarily. It's like it's just it's more annoyance, and and not at people who enjoy it. It's just the people who make it. It's like you think that no one was gonna put this shit together at some point. Like you know that you know that there are people who are ready to dissect this almost immediately, and I understand not wanting to please everyone all the time. But there are some things that come on. Yeah, you I have agree. to. You have to. At some point, it's like, listen, are you are you that bad a writer, or well, are you just trolling everybody now? I look at it like this: How many fucking times are we going to see Batman's origin? Like seriously, how as many times as it fucking takes? How many times do we need to see that? Everyone at this point, even if you are not a comic book person, like. It's like, well, we got to make sure we put in that his parents are dead and they got shot in an alley in front of him. So, what? Uh, oh, man, fucking spoiler alert. So, young lady Maria, when we went to go see um, Batman, uh, uh, Batman versus Dark, uh, Superman versus Batman versus Batman Superman. Five Superman, Yawn of Justice. <laughs> hey. I like that movie. I do too. I really liked it. I like the extended cut more and I like the pitch oh, yeah, meeting yeah, even yeah. more. The- Oh, yeah, God. the extended cut was amazing, and uh, I, I just real quick, uh, I honestly have to say, like, we kind of touched upon like people like not understanding nuance and stuff earlier. Uh, honestly, like, people tearing apart that Martha scene, I, I've I've just been so confused by it. not enraged, nothing like that. It's just like you really just can't watch a movie and understand because of everything that you've seen right up until that moment what context is and how it matters to what you're witnessing currently. Well, I, I I made the joke that that's what we're gonna see uh, in Godzilla versus Kong. Like Godzilla's gonna be pounding the shit out of him. Mothra, you have to save Mothra. Why did you yeah, say that name? <laughs> so, I fucking knew it. We're watching this movie, right? Uh, and then so so before it happens, before we get into the movie theaters, Marie goes, "I swear to God." If I see Martha in those fucking pearls one more time, and then sure enough, it happens. I look over her and I bust out laughing. Yeah, but when was the last time you saw it in slow motion? No, it's different because this time Jeffrey Dean Morgan is is his dad, which kind of brings me to another thing that it's not on my list, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne in like you know. Um, flashpoint that would be fucking great yeah or even the new the the, the tom king um batman run where uh he it's the whole thing but anyway yeah. oh with like the where he fights bruce yeah yeah okay so you're up uh you're up next all right uh, let's see if uh brandon has picked up the trend i'm going with now i have a strong guy marvel <laughs> is it is it marvel is that the trend Yes, but there's a more there's a there's a deeper trend to it. So I have strong guy, uh, Jamie Madras's best friend, 
Uh, Guido, right? It's not just a clever name. (laughs) Oh, God. The best part about it was they make fun of it. He goes, you make a joke one time at a press conference and you're stuck with a name for life. And um, even as soon as I saw him, the voice that popped in my head was Brad Garrett. (laughs) Yeah. Brad Garrett. See, I think of him as more like, you know who you know who I think what I think strong guy? And you're gonna you might not agree. Joe Pesci. Oh my god. I was thinking somebody tinier too. Just like the juxtaposition. Not not I'm I'm talking like his voice. Cause like this is he's so weirdly proportioned, he'd have to be CGI if he was in live action. Oh, of course. Oh, absolutely. Like he's got this huge upper torso and these tiny little legs, especially in uh, the Executioner song, like oh, that God. whole run. Like anytime, like when they had the X Men fight X Force, and uh, you just see how huge he is, and he has like these tiny little. No, he looks like fucking Mister Incredible. <laughs> oh, I, I'll, I'll do you one even. I'll do you one even better. He looks like uh, Wade Wilson in Deadpool Two when he moves <laughs> all his legs. <laughs> oh, he has little baby legs. Oh, wonderful! All right, so baby you, legs. We're parting you up with your new guy. Regular legs. Oh my god! I wait lo- for me. I have the baby legs. I can't catch up as quick. Brrr, this is the noise I make when I run. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. But that's- but that's really all I got is a as a Brad Garrett, a strong guy. Just like I said, uh... are you frozen this time? Or are you thinking? Oh, god damn it! All right, so it looks <laughs> it looks like my internet just, was bad. They weren't, one, they weren't frozen. One little prop that says "bad internet." Yeah, pretty much. It's like <laughs> you suck again. <laughs> well, at least it's again and not still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, were you were you all are you done now with talking about uh, strong guy, or did you have more that you wanted to? I mean, with a name like strong guy, there's not really a lot that goes into that. Like he does think... have he has some good moments, and like he becomes the king of hell, and he loses his soul. And one of my one of my favorite moments in X Factor was you know, like you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> he's um a bunch of the people in X Factor are fighting. And Longshot looks at a strong guy. He goes, hey, what's it like not having a soul? He goes, eh, James Brown doesn't do it for me anymore. (laughs) You know, I think that people who are unfamiliar with the the comics and like, not that X-Factor or X-Force isn't really like, you know, that fringe, not like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think that if you are not a fan and you are unfamiliar with these characters, and like you look at it and like, oh, let's see, what's this new movie? Who's that? He's a guy that's real strong. Well, what's his name? Strong guy. Like, is Marvel Marvel's like straight up trolling us now? It's like this movie has a fucking tree in it. Like, you know what? Like, what are we doing? There's a guy who uh, who um, makes duplicates of himself called Strong Guy. I mean, multiple man. Excuse me. It was like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Multiple man, Spider Man, Batman, Superman, like in, multiple man. It's like okay, like, yeah. oh, what if someone called him um, Xerox Boy? And I, <laughs> Captain Xerox. We have a speedster on our team. Meet Fast Guy. <laughs> oh my God, you and Brandon, you remember this? The, Zippy. Uh, Actually, Fast Lane. The Invincible crossover with Spider Man. 
Uh, I yes, I have it. I don't think I've read it though. So there's a scene where um, Invincible meets Spider Man, and then this is when Spider Man was on like the first uh, team of New Avengers, and he goes, "Okay, so Justin." He goes, "Okay, by going by your name, Spider Man, we have Flag Man, Robot Man, uh, Bat Woman, <laughs> uh, Black Guy, Claw Man, and then he shows, and then, and then he shows Spider Man. He goes, uh, Bobby O'Man." <laughs> It's like in um, in the uh, the uh, Infinity Crusade, I think it is, when uh, all the heroes are split up onto two different teams, and Drax is introducing people, and this is like dumb, dumb as dog shit, Green Drax, <laughs> who like yep. thought his Infinity Stone was a jelly bean, so he ate it, and he's like, "Oh, these are my friends. This is, you know." And he's, like, getting everybody's name, like, almost there. It's like, oh, this is, you know, the Badger, uh, Wolverine. And this is, you know, Chaos, <laughs> Havoc. And this is Iron this is Man. <laughs> this is old One-Eye. It's Cyclops. <laughs> old One-Eye. I call him Blindy. <laughs> uh, that's the uh, Daredevil. Hold on, I gotta find this one thing uh, again from the <laughs> and this is the vision. No, that's Daredevil. <laughs> no, he literally knew he it's funny you bring that up because he was the guy he was introducing was like, Oh, that's oh, that's the vision. He's like, How do you know him? I don't know, I have amnesia. And like I never figured out why he had amnesia. But like there was a fight and the Hulk got like knocked into space. Like so he got knocked out of like whatever like life pod he was in so he like took a deep breath and he got sucked into the planet's orbit and he's like oh man this is gonna suck because he was smart hulk at the time and he like (laughs) rockets down to earth and like uh the guy with amnesia was like fighting someone and the hulk just like landed on top of him after coming in from orbit (laughs) and they're like wow that was like the most convenient thing ever and the guy looks, he goes, does the Hulk always go into battle in such a natural state? <laughs> so hold on, this is a good one. Uh, uh, so uh, there's, a, there's a, a riot going on in Mutant Town, and Guido and Wolfsbane show up, and, in, <laughs> and a strong guy goes, even gentlemen, we're from X-Factor, my code name is Can Crush You With a Glance Man, and this is my apartment, one disemboweled fellow just to watch him die, girl. <laughs> I mean that is, you know, close to his name. I mean he was he was a pretty. My brother had the action figure, and like, even him, he was like, I think he was like six when he got him. He's like, he's like, who's this guy? I'm like, that strong guy. Yeah, but what's like, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Stupid. Like I can tell he's a strong guy. Like look at him. Look at his upper body. Oh, so do you guys? Do you guys actually know why he wears glasses? make him look cool so no look one cool. re- no yeah. one recognizes that he that he works for the daily bugle wait where did where did where did strong guy go <laughs> guido you just miss you just miss strong guy oh i have a feeling he's around here somewhere <laughs> i think what he would say <laughs> no are you ready for this it's because he's nearsighted oh that was anticlimactic. That was the point. Because he needs them. Which, yeah. You want to know why he wears socks? Why? Because sometimes his feet get cold. 
because it's so it his a, shoes don't smell quite as bad. I was sitting there, Qu- not like, quite as bad. Do you know why he wears good. pants? Because social norms force him to <laughs> demand it. <laughs> right, so, I'm gonna move on to another character, and I had mentioned this earlier, where neither of the the two characters that I uh, the next two characters I'm gonna mention. Uh, both have been tied to Keanu Reeves, and for neither of these did I select Keanu Reeves. So the next choice I want to go with is a character that I think a lot of us really want to see because he is uh, he's a really interesting character. Danny and, DeVito. Yeah. As Puck from Elf <laughs> uh, But I think he, this is a character that if done right, could be a super popular character. And I am talking, of course, about Mark Spector, Moon Knight. I mm. think he could be really well done. And depending on... I, I chose two different actors, and again, I went with uh, Game of Thrones people because I think you need someone who has a specific look. Much like if you want someone to play Batman, you need someone to play Bruce Wayne. And you need to have a specific look to the character. So depending on how you want to go, like, do you want to go with a younger version? Do you want to go with an older version? But you need someone who has, you know, some bad ability that, you know, has demonstrated that they can do this. So I went with um, Joe Dempsey. If we want to go with a younger version, he played uh, Gendry Baratheon uh, or Gendry Storm, depending on which part of the (laughs) series you're in. Um, You know, he's a... He's a well-built kid, big, strong, you know, good-looking kid. Uh, I think he could pull off the Mark Spector look. But I think they should go with an older, more grizzled-looking version of Mark Spector. Really embrace the the duality of of his personalities. And I went with uh, Nikolai Costa-Waldo, who played Jamie Lannister. Because I think he's just got... He's got that look, especially... Uh, he's been in other movies. I forget what the hell the other movie he's in where he's, like, all tatted up. And he's, like, this super badass guy. Um, Prison Break. Was it? Okay. No, I, I, no I'm joking. I don't, um, it's, it's, something, whoa, right. it's something like that. I don't know. Um, Shot Caller? That's what it is. Yes. Yes. It was. It was something like that. But he's, you know... I mean, he also was in Gods of Egypt, but I don't really count that. But he's got no, that look like no he one, could be... No one took out that movie ever, ever, ever. He could be, like, a super handsome guy, but he could also, like, you know, if his hair's down, like, you know, some of the scenes we see him as Jamie Lannister when he's a prisoner, like, he's got that, like, crazed, demented look, but I think he would be a really good Moon Knight. I, again, I know a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, it should be Keanu Reeves," but you know, people just want to see Keanu Reeves cast in the MCU as something. Like, I've even heard people suggest him for Wolverine, but I don't think so. At I this point. I really wish they would pick somebody to play Wolverine that's a, at least a little closer to the like, comic like five, book. six, five, seven ish. Yeah, just like Hugh Jackman. I, I'm not saying anything about his performance. But I mean, he he did not really represent what we've known from the comics. Not that there's a problem with that. I get it. Things are different. 
things translate differently but um uh, to have like a long lanky wolverine who is clearly four inches taller than cyclops like i don't know that it was just weird. I mean, Cyclops is the one that's supposed to be a friggin' beanpole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see a, a, a smaller... I mean, and even though he's already been cast as uh, as Black Knight, I think uh, Kit Harrington, if he bulked up a bit, could do a passable Wolverine. But he doesn't nah, have... He doesn't it. have the voice... Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't I see just, it. Yeah, like that's. Uh, I'm just talking about like a guy who's not physically, you know, like this tall, physically imposing yeah. type character because he is. Yeah, I think like, one of only Maisie Williams was shorter than him, and even that was close. He's I like know, my height. Uh, one of the best castings I had was a buddy of mine said that um, Christian Kane would make a great Wolverine. And he granted he's five nine, but he has that same like really menacing. No, but he's got he's got the right build though. He's because he's naturally like a bit stocky, like you know his shoulders are a bit wider set. Um, really yeah, I, I could, I could, I could totally agree with that. I think he's probably just a little too old to play the role now, though. Definitely. See that's that one that's, of the. Yeah, we but, want somebody that can play him for like the next ten to fifteen years. Yeah, that's why it's been so. I this one has just seriously pissed me off because it, it's just tiresome. I am I am genuinely sick of people saying Keanu Reeves should play Wolverine. I'm like, I am yo, too. He's in his fifties. Yeah, like, Hugh Jackman have... just fucking retired from this because he's too old to play him, and Keanu Reeves is a fucking year older than him. Yeah, get with the goddamn program, you fucking morons. So I'd like to see someone a little younger play. Uh... Play Odin. Can we get Christopher Plummer? <laughs> but I mean, this Wolverine is one of my Edelweiss in front of everyone. <laughs> Wolverine is one of my recasts. Like, if I could pick anyone at any point to have played him, and uh, this guy didn't have the bulk, but definitely had like the face and the voice, and would have been perfect. Clint fucking Eastwood. Uh, fuck Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I, sorry, I hate him. He he, he can. He but can he's suck got all. he's got the face and the voice. Like he can he can suck all the unwanted dicks. Seventies, eighties version. Yeah, I agree with you. I hundred percent yeah. agree. Let's yeah, fuck him. No, that's fine. Huh? Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, derail that. I just I can't stand that. Man. That's okay. I think. Okay, now bear with me here. Uh, I'm just saying, like in a perfect world, in a perfect world, Danny DeVito plays Wolverine. Um, you're gonna laugh because you may think it's uh, almost a comparable uh, actor, but honestly, he actually wasn't in that bad of shape. I saw him in a movie that I've watched uh, a lot since a kid. Believe it or not, uh, Bob Hoskins. Was not like as uh, rotund as you may have thought. He was just oh. like barrel chested. Yeah, yeah, that's a really and good. That's a really he, good. They thing. show they show him shirtless in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, so I was going to bring up. Uh, and uh, like I was, I was watching. Like, holy shit! Like, it would not have taken much for him to like actually get in shape. You know what I mean? If they had cast him. Or someone, you know, similar like that, but him, 
with his voice, the, the American accent he does would have been perfect. I agree. And wow. they gave him a wig, the, the shape of his nose, the, his face. If he was, like I said, if he was in shape, I totally would have bought him as Logan slash Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's only a realization I came to uh, recently, like this year. I, I, I was, like I said, I was watching the movie. I was like, what the? He Holy was definitely shit. he w- he had the perfect build for like a noir detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it helps too that the the illusion is is assisted by having him hike his pants all the way mm-hmm. up to like the middle of his stomach. Yeah, it, the, the Robert Mitchum look. Yeah. In shape, out of shape guy from the fifties. Uh we're just gonna stand here for a couple of seconds and wait for you to exhale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we'll stay. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, that Wolverine's a hard one, though. I think a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, and then other people have the same the same exact opinion. Yeah. So uh, that goes to you, uh, Brandon. I know you only have one left, but uh, if you think yeah. of another one while we're cycling through again, you know, you're obviously more than one. Yeah. No- I actually have one one that's not a Marvel real quick. Okay. Uh, Jared Padalecki. Is it Jared Padalecki? Yeah, Padalecki. Mm -hmm. From Supernatural. I'm trying to make sure I got the right one. No. um, And uh, Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. As uh, Red Hood. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that for a a while. Maybe like. He's voiced him. He voiced him like 15 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. He's a little too old now. Um, oh, real real quick, uh, before I forget, get into mine, uh, my last one here. Um, on the Moon Knight one, I always kind of pictured this actor. Have you ever seen the show Homeland? Uh, I'm uh, familiar with no. it, but I haven't seen it. Same. Well, there's this, there's this guy uh, in it. He played a CIA agent. Um, he's actually a British actor. And I was kind of surprised by that because I didn't hear him slip with his accent once the entire time I watched him on the show. Uh, his name is Rupert him? Friend. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right after he, he finishes uh, playing the piano, he he dons the fucking white cloak. But uh, no, uh, Rupert Friend. He plays he plays a CIA agent in it, and. Uh, He's he's really good, and he's just somebody who I've I've envisioned as Mark Spector for a long time. I feel like he has the the right look and demeanor for it. Looking at his uh, IMDb page, he kind of looks like a moodier version of uh, uh, the fuck is his name Orlando Bloom. Uh, I I can kind of see that. It's a bit different in action. Yeah, like just looking yeah, at the picture. Yeah, that is like a straight-on photo like that. Yeah, that, I I get you. Yeah, I, but there, there's probably yeah. There, I'd say there's a similarity there, but uh, this guy this guy is actually he's a he's a pretty damn good actor. I was I was quite surprised uh, by him altogether. But uh, anyway, my last pick uh, is a Marvel Marvel comic character, and uh, funny enough, actually. Uh, this person who I feel would be a, a good pick to play this character came from the show I just mentioned, Homeland. Um, that character is Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. 
Uh, I feel that Charlie Cox is the closest we've gotten to the character being what he is in the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, uh, I feel that they still could have gone a bit different with uh, the the build of him uh, and the look of him. I really do. I really would like to see a Matt Murdock that looks like the redheaded Irish Catholic son of a boxer that he is from Hell's Kitchen. Are you going and, where I think um, you're going? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Ron Howard? but uh, <laughs> Clint Howard? <laughs> Clint Howard as his dad. But, uh, no. Um, he, uh, I just, I, I feel like he should have been a little stockier looking. Um, Charlie Cox, he was great, but he is definitely on the slight side. Um <clears throat> You gotta think that uh, Jack Murdoch was was a, a heavier boxer, and Matt took after his father in a lot of phys- physical attributes, and his size was definitely one of them. Not to say he's you know gigantic, gargantuan, but you know he's not he's not a, a you know milk toast. You know he's not a skinny dude that that got toned. You know, and uh, I think the person that could play a really good Matt Murdock in, in Daredevil would be Diego Kladenhoff from Homeland and uh, The Blacklist. Oh, I thought you were going to say Damian Lewis. And I was like, he's a little older. Fuck no, 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 <laughs> I no, no, heard no. you say redhead and I'm like cycling through that. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. That's why I was confused. No. I was like, all right, it's either, it's either Damian Lewis or F. Murray Abraham. And I don't think he's going F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> but I've been wrong before. <laughs> no, uh, no, Diego Kladenhoff. He plays... Damian Lewis's best friend in Homeland. Uh, and then he plays the FBI agents, one of the FBI agents uh, that are assigned to the weird shit that James Spader character does in the show The Blacklist on NBC. Oh, and he was in uh, Pacific Rim. He played uh, Charlie Hunnam's brother. Oh, yeah. And also he was in uh, Pacific Rim. He played <laughs> Charlie Hunnam's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Cube Zero too. Oh, look at that! Just racking up the hits after Earth. Wow, well, he is he is he is, oh, he God, is from Canada. He's from Canada, so there's probably a lot of uh, low budget fun times there. I just uh, as you were as you were talking, I came up with another uh, honorable mention that uh, I think you might. In- and again, this is one that has to be voice only because the character has to be CGI. Uh, I think. Patton Oswalt would make an amazing Modoc. <laughs> that, that's great. I, I, think, I, I would I love to see that. I think, they, I think they cast him as that. Did they? Did they? It would make sense. Oh, you know what? I, just, I realized my very first pick when I was going over the planetary stuff, I said Randall Dowling. I never said who I thought would be good to play him. I thought you like were not conniving, doing so, you know, for. No, 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 no! I I just got distracted. Just real quick, uh, Hugh Laurie. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Hugh Laurie as as Randall Dowling. Uh, also, honorable mention for that, Diane Kruger as Kim Suskind. I like Diane Kruger. You know, it's funny. I could see um, Hugh Laurie. Uh, Hugh Hugh Laurie is a dude from House, right? Yes. 
I could yeah. see I could see him as um uh snow. No, he's no, he's uh he's a little too old, I think. Well, depending if we're looking for like longevity, then yeah. Um, but if like just if we're just doing something where it's like you know maybe like a movie or two, then yeah, like he has a stature in like that same like. Yeah, he's still too old though. He he he's too old, I think, to to play him. Also, he's a little too. I think he's a little too British looking. He's got kind of a. He's got like he's got. He's got like a weird British face that I think works better for for Randall Dowling. I just I just want to point out that you said that he's too old to play Snow when Snow was literally a hundred. He's about to be sixty-one. Hey, cool, he's about to be sixty-one. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh, no. so yeah, Pat Oswalt will be playing Modoc in apparently a Modoc series. Yes, he is two years older than Woody Harrelson. That's it. Woody Harrelson looks better. Well, yeah, he does. Absolutely. He's about to be uh, 59 in July. Yeah, Woody Harrelson looks a lot better than Hugh Laurie does. Oh, by by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, nothing against Hugh Laurie. Just don't, I don't, I wouldn't pick him to play that character. Yeah, give that's, Woody Harrelson, that's fair. give Woody Harrelson a fucking white wig and a white suit. Boom! Game over, kid. So kind of like his character in, uh, the Hunger Games. Yes. Only they're into like real finding, you know, weird shit. So it's I guess it would be me the oddest be in your favor. Ooh, that's pretty good. I came up with that just now, Patent Bending. <laughs> uh Old Man Wade, what do you got? And last but not least, in um in this in this uh theme that I went with, uh I no, I have two more, shouldn't I? You said five, right? Yeah, I'm on. That's like I don't know. I got 13, so keep going. Oh yeah, I'll just keep yeah. going. I've got like 40 guys on here. <laughs> yeah, I'm only. This is only number four. I have uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Layla Miller. I don't know who Layla Miller is, but I, I know was just say, Taylor Joy. I know. I the, I know the name. I'm not sure why I do though. You, prob- you probably know her from House of M. Maybe. So is Layla, that what M stands for? <laughs> the House yes. of Miller. So in the uh, in the X Factor series, she's a I think she's a a nine or ten year old girl who um uh, without spoiling anything, she like her phrase is "I'm Layla Miller, I know stuff." Uh, she eventually gets trapped in the future and comes back as a 22, 25 year old woman. Uh, which it, to avoid the creepiness, I was like, let's just make her a twenty year old woman <laughs> to, to start with, yeah. and. I'm a big fan of um, Anna Joy Anna, Anna Anya Taylor Joy. I loved her in Split. Um, I was really hoping that uh, we'd actually get to see the new Mutants movie because I think she's going to be great as Magic. That's on uh, pre-order right now on Amazon. You can you can order it. I think they took it down. <laughs> We're never getting that movie. <laughs> it's the, it's, I know. <laughs> it's going to be. You were all fools to place your trust in the fox. Let me tell you, the, the um the new mutants movie is sitting right next to the Snyder cut. Right, we'll probably get the butthole cut of uh cats before we get any of those. The butthole cut. Oh, I hope so. But yeah, Man but, can uh, dream. But yeah, I think uh someone playing I mean, up. I'm just saying it would be the cat's ass. Yeah. 
I think Layla Miller would be a would she'd be great as Layla Miller as it's just uh this kind of like what is they they called her they called her a creepy uh, a creepier and smarter Wednesday Adams. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like that works, just perfect. I was looking for a specific thing that I had to send you guys because it's Simpsons related, but it's also like <laughs> yeah, related. No, more mutants. <laughs> so no more mutants. <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm going to save my last my my last one for uh, the last because there's one that's I'm I really have like a little bit of a diatribe about, but um, mm. Adam Warlock is a character that's been hinted at. And again, this is another one people like Keanu Reeves should play him, but I'm looking for I'm looking for somebody who has like a very specific look because these people are very like oh these are the yeah these are the uh, these are oh (laughs) we find the stones let's do it they're like oh we're the epitome of like you know human beauty and like so it's like you really got to find somebody that like has the look like you know if you're if you're casting Adam Warlock, it's got to be somebody who is a good actor, can do action scenes, and has like that, you know, cut cheekbones and chiseled jaw and like, you know, built really well. So I went. Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Joe Pesci. Uh, I went <laughs> with. <laughs> Funny how. <laughs> Oh, I'm a warlock. What am I supposed to do? Magic tricks for you? You want to see me pull a rabbit out of my ass? Abra motherfucking Cadabra! <laughs> um, and this guy really impressed me because he was probably the best part of both uh, Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Uh, Michael Fassbender, I think, would make an excellent um, Adam Warlock. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Really- nobody, nobody, nobody bends fast like him. No. He is he is the fastest bender that you will find. <laughs> he folds faster than Superman on laundry day. So that's what Ew. I'm going with. I'm going with uh I'm going with a F- fast bender for Adam Warlock. Fico Bassminder. <laughs> oh, just wait till I get to my last one, because the guy that I was gonna pick is already somebody. But uh have to yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he'd be really good. Uh, you have to find somebody who, I mean, he definitely displayed that ability uh, to. Uh, how do I say it? That ineffable stoicism, less than human. I, no, I wouldn't even say stoicism. It, it's 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 uh, an inhuman desire to be human. It, it's it's hard. He's you know to act as a to to have to act as a facsimile. Um, that's exactly what would be necessary for Adam Warlock as well, you know, for for him to try to navigate being at all, let alone a particular thing. Uh, that that's something that would take a lot of um, dedication and would definitely involve a lot of nuance. I mean, hopefully, ho- hopefully they would get somebody like Michael Fat to do that without much effort at all and that's that's a compliment i mean yeah. he he played that android so well yeah and even yeah, like i agree the competing yeah. androids when they were you know going up against each other 
like doing that where he's like the more advanced version of himself so he had to like slightly alter his performance <laughs> he's like oh I'll yeah. do the fingering <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah I mean that unsettling near humanness that's that's part and parcel with Adam Warlock I think yeah yeah that'd be that I, I would be interested to see him take on that role have you uh thought of anybody else since while we were uh while we was yapping me yes oh um uh not particularly uh cage of superman i mean one person what one uh, actually um i actually you're talking about character actors and stuff i i would be interested to see a genuinely serious take on of brainiac from nicholas cage i think if he like you know, I mean, really didn't go bonkers and really made him menacing, not chewing on every bit of fucking scenery he sees. That would be probably pretty fucking harrowing. Yeah, because he can be he can be like nasty and scary, like mm-hmm. and he goes from that yeah. like, manic to depressive, like really easily, usually manic. Like we said. Yeah, and that's the thing. I wouldn't want to see him ramp up. You know, it, it, it's this would need to be even keeled. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not supposed to have any emotion. He's, you know, for lack yeah. of a better but term, I, I th- he's a I th- robot th- AI. And I think I think honestly, Nicolas Cage would would relish the chance to do that. I I I honestly do. And not and have to be a fucking um, maniac. And I also think that would be it would probably be really close to him since he wanted to be Superman and it's never going to happen. Still got a hundred million ah, bucks for he, that. He was the voice of Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> it was. It really was. I, I was very surprised at how good that movie was. Same. Um, but uh, uh, a person that I actually. For a long time, uh, truly, I th- how do I put this? Um, I like Zachary Le- Levy Levi a lot. I really do, um, and I'm glad that he got cast as uh, Captain Sparkle Fingers in Shazam. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed that movie, and uh, it just it's another one, uh, one like hash hash mark on the win column for me uh, with my my theorem about the best people to get to make comic book slash superhero movies are people who have either come directly from, or have had some kind of focus previously on making horror movies and or thrillers Um, in Warner brothers and DC has been doing that uh, since uh, day one with Superman, the movie. So. Just to see David F. Sandberg do so well with it, it was it was great, and I I really think that everyone involved was was phenomenal. So anybody listening, you like the movie? Don't think that I'm saying like oh you know fuck Zachary you know Levi, I don't think he ever should have been or he should continue. Uh, it's just the person I thought who would have been great, uh, honestly, and that's because of 
what I saw of him in a television show, uh, not so much uh, any uh, any of the movies he's been in. Uh, and that's uh, Army Hammer. I actually, I actually thought Army Hammer would have been a fantastic Captain Sparkle Fingers. Uh, he's gigantic. He's like six foot six. He's a pretty muscular dude to begin with, uh, and most of the stuff he's been in, uh, cinematically and what have you, has been serious stuff. But the first thing I ever saw him in was the show Reaper on the WB in which he plays one of the children of Satan who is played Lucifer, who is played by Ray wise. And he's fucking hysterical in it. He is. I know that show. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. He's a, he's a riot. Like army hammer is, he's got great timing, but he, he's like mirthful in, in that role in, in Reaper. And it's almost childlike in his wonderment, even though it's him doing fucking mean shit to people because he's half demon. Uh, but there's like this pleasantness, this childlike wonder. And I think he would have done very well playing that character. I can, I can dig that. Uh, I really can. That's a, that's a really good, that's a good pick, man. Like that's, that may have been the, the most solid one we've had so far, to be honest with you. I just like the fact that he's named after the baking soda. Cause you know, army's got to be short <laughs> for Armand. Yes. Well, Armand, army hammer jr. <laughs> that Arm- is his name. I, I'm, I'm heir to the baking soda fortune. <laughs> the baking uh, soda fortune. <laughs> uh, uh, funny thing about that movie Shazam, though, is um, I mentioned Army Hammer. I think he would have been he would have been really good for the role. Uh, then when I saw the movie itself uh, that came out, I was satisfied with it. But I, 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 it was hysterical to me in a good way. Um, uh, you, you guys have seen the movie, correct? Yeah, we did. A, we, you and I, you were a guest on. Yeah, that's, I, I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying, I'm saying you both. Yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. I was being inclusive. Um, so in the movie, when Billy holds the staff out to his newfound family, he tells them to say his name. And he shares his, his power with them. And they all turn into superpowered, like idealized adult versions of themselves. Well, one of them uh, who plays the uh, adult Freddy is uh, Adam Brody. And uh, the other guy who plays the adult Hector, he's the one with the beard and the, and the green Shazam suit. Uh, his name is uh, DJ Catrona. And uh, that's his real name. And the two of them were actually cast in George Miller's Justice League movie that he was getting ready to shoot in Australia uh, years ago. And they were each cast DJ Catrona was Superman and Adam Brody was the flash and army hammer had been cast as Batman. And the two of them that were in Shazam had no idea that they were going to be in the movie together until they arrived and got ready to start shooting. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. I could see him as Batman too. Oh yeah, definitely. But I just think, I don't think he has, Okay, how do I put this? He's been in so many like more serious-minded things. I feel like it would be nice to see him straight up having fun. 
Yeah, Batman's not known for that's, being. That's all. Like, no, not at all. Uh, famously, even. <laughs> all right, old man Wade, what do you got? So I'm, di- so I'm ditching the uh, the X Factor theme I was going with, and I'm going to go with someone who I think should play the next Iron Man, and it's not uh, Tony Stark. I think we should go with uh, Ruby Williams. Yes. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, Marcy Martin. I am unfamiliar. Uh, she's the uh, one of she's the female twin in Blackish. I am unfamiliar. Okay. I I know I know who you're talking about. Uh, she's a little uh, girl with glasses. Um, I'm gonna send you an image like right now. Okay. Um, she it's not is, of her. It's it's a completely random image. It's a cat saying, "Oh, I hate Mondays." <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Garfield. It's actually my cat Wade. <laughs> but um, Riri Williams is uh as one of the I think the three smartest people in the uh, Marvel in the Marvel um universe. Uh. But she also has a really, really tragic past where, like, she um, she had both her mother and her father growing up. She lived in um Chicago, and during a picnic, her own her best friend and best and only friend and her father were both shot in a drive-by while they were having a picnic. She becomes very like recluse and kind of like just stays in with her work. But uh, the uh, but then like going to Harvard, no, not Harvard, MIT creates her own Iron Man armor from like random things she found around campus. She's got a little smart aleck tone to her, but like not so much, but not like Tony Stark in a sense where it's like, you know, like arrogant. It's just like, it's, she's a kid. She's a, like a 14, 15 year old kid. Yeah. Uh, and when I was casting this a long time ago and I was like, no, she should be the one that like, who plays this character. Like she has everything. I also have said this on my podcast before. I think in about 20 years, she is going to be the most powerful person in Hollywood. She's already been the youngest uh, youngest person to produce a movie. Uh, every season of Blackest, she gets better. She was good in a movie that, like, you know, wasn't good at all. <laughs> so uh, she has an aura around her, and I think she's just absolutely incredible. Um, I think putting her in the MCU would be a smart decision. I also feel that the first... If DC or Marvel are going to grab her to do a role within the next two or three years, and I think the first person to do that is going to have the game ball for a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at her uh, IMDb, and yeah, um, I haven't seen the movie that you're uh, referring to, but I saw the trailer for it, and uh, I definitely see where you're where you're coming from for that. So for me, for my final pick, and uh, before I do that, I think they. Just to throw it out there, I think uh, Cable should have been Stephen Lang. Just, just saying. Is that yeah, the dude from? Uh, is that the dude from? Um, um, Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Don't breathe. Yeah. I don't. I'm not mad at them because I love um, Josh Brolin. But when um, they picked him over the the guy from um, Avatar, I'm like, okay, like you know what I mean. But that dude would have been. Like he's already like super jacked and like just Tall. has that look. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's my that's my last recasting. But my uh, my number one pick, and this is a character who has appeared multiple times, and nobody is ever able to get him right. Uh, especially the last iteration of him that came out, which was utter fucking garbage. 
and it sucks because he is one of the most compelling characters and easily one of the best and most powerful villains, and they could absolutely do an entire storyline building up to Victor Von Doom. Oh, God. And... I'm still mad at that. My original casting, who I thought would be great if you wanted to go with a younger version, is uh, but he's already Doctor Strange, is uh, Bumble Scrum Cabbage Patch. But... Uh, <laughs> um, the ideal guy, I think, because he has this scary, menacing aura to him where he can he can be having a good time. I liken him to the a god no sorry. the intimidation factor that Anthony Hopkins had as Hannibal Lecter in the first uh, oh. in Silence of the Lambs. And if you watch Inglorious Bastards and you watch the opening scene with Hans Landa, you know that Christoph Waltz could definitely pull off. God damn, that's good, man. <laughs> a, a, a Victor Von Doom where he could be, on the one hand, this charismatic leader of an entire country, but at the same time, also this terribly frightening Son of a sorceress. Yes. Uh, yes, Wade. So the more you described that, the first person that popped in my mind was, in my mind was Mephisto. Hmm. See, because... Mephisto to me, he lost a lot of, uh, like, his menace when he just, like, basically became Thanos' bitch throughout the entire uh, Infinity Gauntlet run. And he was just like, "Oh yes, you're so smart. Oh, you're so great. Oh, you're, oh, you're so powerful. Oh, you're so awesome. Oh, I wish I could be you when I grow up. Like, your your balls are so tender. Yeah, like that was his entire. He's like, I'm gonna try and steal this from you. At least, Doom. Like, I remember I had this comic book when I was a kid, and I used to think Spider Man was like the absolute, like just the best. He was so great, and he went up against Doctor Doom. And Doom absolutely fucking destroyed him, like blasted him through two buildings and just utterly decimated him. Like it wasn't even like close. Not even close. No, and, like it wasn't even like a it was challenge. like squashing a spider. Like Spider-Man's like, oh, I'll drop this ceiling on you. And he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Doom you know, just absolutely annihilated him. And I remember Spider-Man like having to go to like the doctor the next day and she's like, Oh, it looks like you've got, you know, some some cracked ribs and a concussion and this and that, you know, because Spider-Man's a lot more durable than people give him credit for. Absolutely. And he's like, She's like, What happened? He's like, uh, I fell down the stairs. And she's like uh, I really don't believe you. And he's like thinking, it's like, what should I tell her? That Dr. Doom blasted me through a couple of buildings? Like, he should have. And he did been it. like, oh, fine. And he did it so effortlessly. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> like a challenge to him. Like, and that's, uh, I, I don't, I don't forget the guy's name, but he's an older gentleman, older British gentleman who's a pickpocket and a thief. I want to say it's Silver Fox, but that I don't know if that's right. Uh, uh maybe. It might, no, the original Silver Sable. You thinking about? No, no, no. This is an older, older gentleman who was a pickpocket. He was in the same, uh, same comic, and like the reason that he oh, was Silver Surfer's 
because Silver Surfer's dad, Silver Silver Sable's dad, wasn't a pickpocket. He was a mercenary. Yeah, because uh, Silver Sable was actually in this comic as well. So I forget his name, but he. Uh, oh. It was an Eric Larson drawn comic, which is why it was so good. But he uh, he had stolen like some jewel that had belonged to Doom's uh, mother. And Oof. he's That's like, a rookie mistake. Yeah. He hate like, to see it every time. He's like, you know, uh, he's like, I'll give you 24 hours to get it back. So either, and he says, he goes, you will get me the jewel or I'll have your heart in its stead. And it was just like, the most intense, like he's just standing there in all his glory, his fucking doom armor, he's just like towering over this, like this guy who like had taken out like a whole bunch of dudes earlier. Like he's this frail old, old looking man, but like he was teamed up with Spider Man. They were fighting a bunch of guys, and like he had taken a bunch of dudes out. It's like, oh, this guy could be kind of badass. And Doom's just like, either get me this fucking gem or you're dead. Um, so I have a, I made, again, did another cast pick and I can't wait for both of you guys to either, to, to either disown me or yell at me when I say who I think should play Dr. Doom, Adam Driver. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just like, I, was like, I, I don't think. He... Flat out. No, I like Adam Driver. I don't think he's right for Victor Von Doom at all. First of all, I do think it's going to, if you're going to do it, you really should hopefully get somebody who at least a little bit is, you know, European. Uh, I just feel like that's going to really add to what you're trying to convey with the character altogether. Oh, European. All right. Um, Mike Coulter. From, uh, Mike Coulter? From Luke, Luke Cage? Cage? Yeah. As, yeah, all right. He's fucking with us, but no. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to, if we're going <laughs> to cast the guys from Cons of Egypt, then I mean, fuck it. What? No. What? Who? Mike Coulter? No, I was, I was stupid. God of Egypt joke. When all oh, because guys... I said uh, Nikolai Costa Waldo earlier. He's like, look yeah. at me. Oh, yeah. I'm an Egyptian god. It's like, no, you're yeah. not. You're Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> um, I, I actually, someone I, I've kind of had in mind uh, for Victor Von Doom for a while. Uh, he's uh, he's he's tall and decidedly yes European. Um, but I've seen him play a, a pretty brilliant, charismatic, narcissistic psychopath as well. Um, and that's uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. 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 Skarsgård. Yeah. I Especially mean... because he's handsome, too. So that would definitely add to the like vainglorious aspect of, of Victor Von Doom, uh, and particularly when it comes to his face being scarred. I was going to say, especially after he gets all fucked up. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You're never really going to be able to get to the point where you show what fucked his face up exactly in a movie, because it's pretty stupid even in the comic. Uh, I honestly don't think we're ever going to get a good Victor Von Doom in a comic book. Excuse me, in a a, a Marvel movie. I, I disagree. Now that it's not Fox... I mean, I, really, I think we will. Yeah, I really think that we're going to end up seeing the, you know, the, what everyone's been talking about for the Fantastic Four. And we'll see uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt as I hope not. I hope not. I mean, I think that's I, what we're going to see. I'll be I fucking hope not. 
Oh my fucking god! I I, I will I I will I will be incensed. I will right, be so, absolutely fucking furious. So bonus. I'm cool with, who I'm good with Chris Cape. I don't want Emily Blunt. Who would you uh, Who would you cast as a Fantastic Four? Like ideally? Yeah, your ideal cast. Um, is this like from current actors or across across time? Well, I mean, it's somebody that you think Marvel is going to put into this. Well, it's not about what who I think Marvel will because no, like from existing I mean, actors, like it's you can't be like, oh, I'm pretty sure that you know Tim Curry would make an awesome, you know, uh, Victor Von Doom because I mean he would, but um, not now. No, it'd be hard. It'd be that's very what I'm hard. saying. Like you know, like I would love Orson Welles as Galactus, but that's not going to happen. So like, yeah, um, who they would cast, like you know, based on who's available now. That's um I don't know. I mean I, I honestly hadn't given too much thought. Uh I well okay. Stephen Colbert as Mr. Incredible. Oh, he's the voice he's the voice of what Professor Impossible in yes, the Venture Brothers. That's why I said <laughs> Susie, what are you doing? Um Doctor Venture no, is pregnant. Uh okay, so here's the thing. Um you know, Reed Richards, he's not necessarily a very tall guy. He's just a thin guy. You, you know what I mean? That's true. Uh, it, it's, it's, never, it's never been he's been like six feet tall. Um, I, I honestly would probably go for Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Reed Richards. It's an interesting pick. I think he I – well, because he has, he has done a lot of different things, and I think he would be able to approach the role with – the proper amount of gravitas and humor necessary. Uh, and, and, the, and the thing is, I think that they will both be believable from him. Uh, I, I think you probably have uh, either one-sided uh, performances or just, just flat. Um, like the guy from the first Fantastic Four movies that they released uh, in the theater, he certainly like looked a bit more the part of Reed Richards, but he was not a good Reed Richards. no. See, and that's why I think, you know, I don't mind the Krasinski pick because he's shown that he can do the, uh, you know, I the just action. don't, but, but that's the thing, but okay. But that's the thing is like Reed rich. Okay. Reed Richards is not supposed to be that big a guy though. And John Krasinski is. Yeah. Especially after. And that kind of takes away from the whole Ben turning into the thing as well. You know, like. Not to say that it's always been like, I'm not leaning into that more recent development where like Ben always like protected Reed or looked after him, or whatever. It's just like Ben was his big football buddy, you know, like he's, he was at school on a scholarship and he was a fucking giant of a man. You, you know, it's okay to have the brains be, you know, a bit smaller than the guy who's going to end up being a fucking hulking monster, you know, you know uh, John could, Krasinski. He's say, just, he's too large. Yeah, no, I get you. Like, he's, you know, not a small dude either. Like, he's not short. Like, it's not like he's a small, stocky guy. Or, you know, yeah. he's, like, tall. And and he's, uh, I just figured uh, who could play Ben Grimm. Ben well, Grimm? Well, uh, more more <clears throat> the thing. And it's kind of an ironic choice, because I would have to go with The Rock. Oh, J.J. Watt? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Um, I was halfway. I was halfway serious about that too. 
JJ Watt. Well, you know, keep, it, keep keep in mind too. You you know you can pretty much cast you know anyone you want because they're not going to be in it very much. It's probably yeah. going to be a, a whole lot of uh, mocap and then voice recording. Yeah, but I would still rather take you know a guy like JJ Watt who is just, you know, I'd like to see someone who's, like, big and hulking, you know, and then he becomes, you know, even bigger and hulkier. Um, yeah, that's fair. Oh, um, another one I had, uh, and this is super random, uh, The Big Show as The Wrecker. I don't know who The Wrecker is, but he's uh, massive. Oh, he's what part of The Wrecking Crew. <laughs> he has an enchanted it, crew. Yeah, it's such a convoluted story, dude. It's so stupid, but I could because like the, I could. It's perfect because the Big Show can actually act, and like just seeing him play this massive goon who uh, was bestowed the powers of an Asgardian and has an, an enchanted crowbar. <laughs> it's the silliest shit ever, but it's like if you want someone to do it, the Big Show is legitimately seven foot two. He's four hundred pounds, so there's no CGI needed. You know what I mean? And I I think he'd yeah. be perfect. He might be a little too old, though. Like at this point, like everything that he's been through, taking the toll on his body that it has. Like, you laugh. He's actually in better shape now than he's ever been. Like he's, like he is a bit older. Um, thankfully, he wears a mask ninety percent of the time. But well, the big I'm, show. I'm talking. You know, like they say, it's not the years; it's the mileage. Yeah. Well, he's. I talked about like he moves around better than he ever has. Like he's been on a really strict diet. He's like cut, I think about 150 pounds off his weight. Like to the pain in his knees are gone. Well, and I don't, and I don't know if he can take the 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 essential the boot camp that the the um, that they do in the MCU. But he is in. I think he's in good enough shape, even if they only use him. Because this may surprise you, but they kill Marvel villains. <laughs> so they may not only they may not oh, even what. Yeah, they may not even use him for more than a than a, than a movie. Yeah. They're really going to stop doing that shit, too. Oh, they really do. It, it Across the board. Pisses me off. Yeah, you can't kill any of the friggin' heroes, but, you know, villains are gone every every movie. Like, I'm still pissed they got so rid of stupid. Killmonger. No, Killmonger's not dead. He's not dead. Like, I, I, I've been saying the same thing. Like, I'm not one of the I'm not one of those folks that's like, oh, no, man. But they did not. I mean. They weren't too specific about what happened after, and considering all the advances in Wakandan technology we saw right after the fact, eh, he, they may very well do something to give him a semblance of life. But the person who I'm most convinced is not dead is Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hella's actually. We didn't list. see him die. I'm also on Hella was, with that list too. Like her powers are gone. But like we we actually again we didn't see a body of Hella like I think Hella's alive as well. Yeah, that's so, one like, of those things that you know it's like oh we didn't see a body so they must still be alive and like there are some some characters that like it's been a long time like I don't know if they're coming back. Yeah, you know? I'm still waiting for yeah. Stannis Baratheon to show up because we never technically saw him die, even though Game of Thrones is over now. <laughs> but it lives on in our hearts. Yeah, but no we. <laughs> It's tough to cast that because you have to you have to really pick somebody that's going to do a great job. You know, like you were talking earlier, Wade, about uh casting somebody that can do all kinds of different personalities as as Jamie Madrox and I think 
you know, based on, you know, we've seen him do it. Split. Um, McAvoy, yeah. I was yeah. thinking too, man. But First like, thing I thought of. Yeah. Like and again, same thing, but it was just like, like, I wonder about the look. You know what I mean? Because he has the acting. He has the acting skills without a shadow of a doubt. I just wonder whether or not if he can pull off the actual look of being Maddox, like just like facially, if that makes sense. I think he could, um, but it might not be like your ideal casting. And he might not want to do it because he's already Professor X, although who knows what's going to happen <laughs> with the X-Men. Sure so, he is. But I don't know. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing. And we, you know, like I, I picked several characters from Game of Thrones, you know, because I not because Game of Thrones is super popular, but because I thought they would fit these roles really well, as opposed to, you know, all of the Stark children, with the exception of Isaac Hempstead Wright, have been cast in Marvel properties. Yeah. Like, every single one of them. Like, Sansa's Dark Phoenix. And I forget, Richard Madden is, um, uh, who was Rob Stark, is Icarus and uh, Kit Harrington, who, fun fact, and this is true, is the descendant of John Harrington, who invented the flush toilet. Are you serious? I did know that. Yep. Uh, he uh, he is. Uh, That's why they call it the John. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He is uh, Black Knight, and uh, yeah. uh, Maisie Williams is uh, Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. I uh, think she. I again. They have the people they pick for these for the for the cast seems so great. It's like wow, you guys finally got it right. And it's never gonna happen. I mean, like so many, so many people from Game of Thrones and are getting are now getting other jobs because of Game of Thrones. Like 1917 had uh, the kid who played Tommen, and his name is escaping me right now. But like he played Tom. Yeah, the kid who played King Tommen at the towards the, well, he was he was a Lannister cousin who got killed in one of the earlier seasons, and then they brought him back as Tommen. Um. But uh, and then Richard Madden was in it as well. Like, I don't know. Have you guys seen 1917? I have not. I haven't. It is the way it is shot is like one continuous shot. Like there are no cuts. I mean, like there are, but you can't tell. It's just like you are just following them. And like they have these huge actors that are in it, but they're in it for like a couple of seconds, maybe three or four lines. And it's like, holy shit, I didn't know this guy was in it. Holy shit, I didn't know this guy was in it. Like, I only know that uh, Colin Firth is in it from the uh, trailer. But, like, what you see in the trailer is, like, the extent of what he's, like, his his role in the movie. And there were a couple other, like, huge name actors. And you're like, holy shit, like, I had no clue this guy was even in this. So, uh, I I do recommend that. I know that's a little uh, off topic, but, you know. We're no, no, I mean. No, exactly. I mean, we're just geeking out about stuff, talking yeah. about movies and talking all that jazz. Tommen, but um, yeah, I think there's it, definitely a um, something to be said for like whatever happens to be popular at the moment. That's where you're going to see all your your uh, not all, obviously, but a lot of your you know actors coming from. Like if you know the the MCU was like super booming at the same time as The Office. John Krasinski would already be in the MCU. He would have been Captain America. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he yeah. tried out. He tried out for it. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they did a, a good job with Chris Evans. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like he would, he would, they would have found like he'd be Star Lord. Like, I mean, because yeah, Parks and Rec was was popular. Like that was still going, and it's like, oh, everybody loves Andy. Like, let's turn him into a sex symbol because that's what we do, and then let's reference it on the on the show as well. Oh, I just stopped drinking beer. How much beer were you drinking? <laughs> um, you know, I'm surprised. You know, like fucking uh amy poehler wasn't sharon carter <laughs> yeah for oh real. My God. but like so many uh, so many people like whatever happens to be popular like game of thrones was popular for a while like that's why you saw lena Headey and dread like that's why you saw um and she was also in that uh fighting with my family movie oh what um the the the, the page was yeah and then she's super popular, so now she's in everything, and she's been taken into Marvel because she was in Fighting with My Family, and then she was in Midsummer. Was Game of Thrones on when Dread was made, or was that it started at the in two thousand eleven? Oh, okay. So let me. But when did Dread come out? I... It came out before that. I thought. I thought it came like out twenty twelve. Yeah. Oh. So it, Game of Thrones had been on for a year, and Cersei had, or Cersei had been established as a. A you know, power player. But she had, but she had already had a pretty hardcore geek following because of uh, Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles too. Mm. You know, so maybe so she was, was like, I don't know bit. how this Game of Thrones thing is going to turn out. Maybe I should. Yeah. I mean, Carl Urban. Like, how how much has Carl Urban been in? Yeah. Who's yeah, playing? A, who's playing a phenomenal? Um, Dread Star but- Trek. Marvel movies, The Boys. Yeah, like he's bouncing over to every, Lord, and he was in Lord of the Rings prior to that. Jesus. Well, of course he is. He was. He's from fucking New Zealand. Yeah. Fucking I'll let Jesus. you film in my backyard if you let me be one of the Roharam. <laughs> All right. On that note, I got to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't even have to. To the point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I mean, guys later. <laughs> we have been going uh, to about two hours and 18 minutes at this point, which I uh, I fully expected. <laughs> like, I mean, the three of us are together, so there's no way it doesn't end up. Oh, no, it has to be at least. Ex- I fully expected and I am at least a little disappointed by. <laughs> We're not quite at a hard eight, but. Uh... Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> But it is a semi-five, so... Well, you know, if you combine all three of us, we might get up to that. <laughs> a gentleman's 4.3. gentleman's 4.3. It's like the, uh, the the fucking Phil Hartman thing where he's, he's... He's like, what would you say about a man whose penis is just a hair below four inches? And I mean just a hair. Like I forget uh, what the scene was, but he was a lawyer, and it was on Saturday Night Live, and like that's what he was, hair. and that's what he was like really like emphasizing. <laughs> but it's like just a hair, just a hair. Oh, but yeah, oh, um, I do want to thank you guys for for joining me and, and 
Uh, well, thank you for thank you for uh, dealing with my bullshit ass schedule. And, oh yeah, and I mean, waiting. This, and this is my show, up. so I can do whatever the hell I want whenever I want. Uh, so, but also whatever you, I do what I want. Uh, also, thank you for putting up with my shitty casting because I am actually atrocious at this shit. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's just something to start a conversation. Like you know, we're we're trying to help get people through, you know, the monotony of quarantine. So if you know, maybe get them to think about something. Maybe get them to. You know, you know, use yeah, no, their. Hey, brain. listen, no, nobody cast Idris Elba as anything, so this is definitely a fucking success. Yeah, and nobody cast Keanu Reeves as anything. Oh, so wait, so my idea of I'll cast aspersions. So my idea of Idris Elba as arcade doesn't doesn't make sense. Okay, my bad. As arcade? <laughs> no, you know, you know who would be a fucking amazing arcade? Jim Carrey. No. Jesse Eisenberg, but as the oh fucking my. character he played uh, yes. Lex, as Lex <laughs> Luthor in <laughs> Batman v Superman. You know, he's yep. like Lex Luthor, but he makes Mickey Mouse noise like. Oh, boy, this sure is stupid. <laughs> oh, no. Have a Jolly Rancher. Oh. I killed seven in one swipe. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't that hard. Here, I can show you outside. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know, old man Wade, you have a uh, a show that you want to tell people to to check out, and uh, you do some writing stuff as well. So, why don't you tell the folks where they can find uh, your work? All right, so they can follow, find all my shenanigans on the Old Man Wade Show. It's essentially available. Almost everywhere, and I found out that there are places that do podcasts where my show is available that I didn't even know about. Uh, so there's the Old Man Wade Show. Um, there's also uh, CCBN, the Culture Comic Book News podcast that we were supposed to do today, but we will do in the future. It is all about comic books. That's all I do. That's all I want to talk about there. It's super fun, and it's powered by um, my best friend who does a uh, who has runs a website called blackrabbit.com, B-L-A-Q-U-E-R-A-B-B-I-T.com. Uh, there's also the old man, there's also oldmanwade.com. Uh, I have an article coming out in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be great. Uh, there's my writing. I do uh, writing for Bam Smack Pow. Uh, you just, if you Google Bam Smack Pow Mark, I'll come up. Um, I also recently started, I don't think you, I told you guys about this, but I'm also taking on another writing role I'll be writing for Netflix Life, which is all about uh, uh, shows on streaming platforms. So I'll be doing a lot of creative things there. I'm working on a um, a series of um, articles about uh, the differences between the live action and um, cartoon versions of the Disney movies. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, comparing yeah. the two of them, and like being I'm being completely honest about it. Like I spent a good amount of time uh, shitting on. Um, Abu, Iago, and Raja from the live action movie. Um, but yeah, so I, I so I have some of that stuff coming up too. And you guys will be on the show soon. I can't wait to do a two hour fucking show that I have to split into three episodes. <laughs> yeah, anytime. And I, think I may be mistaken, but uh, you know, I think, you know, I know uh, Black Rabbit is a lot of. Uh, you know, black culture and whatnot. Oh, there's a puppy. Uh, I might be the uh, only white guy to have submitted uh, writings for that. 
I don't know. I might uh, Yes. When I did my uh, Game of Thrones reviews. Yes. I'm almost 100% sure oh, you they, well, So they, they were just like, uh, you know, we, we really should get the white guy's perspective on Game of Thrones here. <laughs> So Lavelle hits me up and he goes, "I'm just like, like, there's so otherwise there's so much representation in that show." Yeah, it's like Missande, Grey Worm, and Salador San. Like that's it. So, oh my God, I didn't even put that together. That's so goddamn. Missande was this close to being played by Tom Hanks. <laughs> he could do it. Oh God. <laughs> That, that motherfucker can do anything. That's like, you ever seen uh, Modern Family when the, the guy's talking about Meryl Streep? He's like, Meryl Streep could be anything. Meryl Streep could play Batman. I, I would actually pay money to see Meryl Streep play Batman. <laughs> Your oh, garbage so you know kills for money, and a dingo ate my baby. It's a real Sophie's Choice moment. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, so that's the way it goes. Uh, I, I think we should do it. I think we should do an episode one day where all we do is cast Tom Hanks as bad characters. Oh. I mean, well, no need now. You just did it. <laughs> Tom Hanks is <laughs> quickest episode ever. All right, here's our episode today, guys. Tom Hanks as everyone. All right, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the immortal Iron Fist. Uh, Starring Tom Hanks as Doctor Strange and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks as, as Wanda show. and Vision. <laughs> Wanda, Hank, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom as Hanks and... as Captain America and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Tom Hanks as Civil and War. Special guest appearance. Tom Hanks as the Red Skull, Hitler, and three of the dancing girls in the USO tour. I think people are going to be really uh, impressed with how high he can kick. Uh, it's for all those years working on Bosom Buddies that did it. <laughs> Tom Hanks is. I'm very comfortable in heels. Uh, I'm going to drink an entire bottle of vanilla extract, just like I did on uh, Family Ties. <laughs> What would you do, baby? And uh, uh, powerful Brandon, you have a uh, Facebook group that uh, you like to have people go to. A wonderful Facebook group where people aren't assholes, and if you are, they'll kick you the fuck out. That's right. This is great. I'm not even saying anything about it. You guys are hitting all the all the right notes. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a group called Powers Combined. Uh, we started it up a few years ago uh, because uh, another buddy of mine and I were both uh, members of other very large groups that were dedicated towards uh, all geeky pursuits. And uh, we found it to be uh, after a time where it, it stopped being fun and became very political. <laughs> like, it just it wasn't really about the people building a community or just having fun and you know, having conversations or even joking around, sharing things that, you know, they'd like with other people that hopefully might like them. It, it wasn't about that anymore. It was just about uh, kind of numbers and making making uh, agreements with other people to, like, share ads and all that. It's like, what a bunch of crap. Uh, but the biggest thing was we would see someone come in and um, say, hey, I'm, I'm really getting into uh, – 
you know, uh, Daredevil now. And I, I kind of wanted to know what would be some really good comics for, for me to check out. Because I've been a fan for a little bit, but I don't know that much. And, of course, you got, like, these gatekeeping assholes. Like, oh, really? You're a fan, but you come in asking what comics you should read? And they start tearing them apart for, you know, how dare they show interest in something? It, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So we got... We got to the point where uh, we we left these groups and we started this and uh, we've dedicated ourselves to making it as fun as and accessible as possible. And it's not like it's a you know a rated G group or anything like that. It's just our number one rule, and it, it is right there. The number one rule is don't be a jerk. If you come in and you start treating people poorly and you have a bad attitude, you're you're going to be given the old stanky boot. You know, we want you guys to come over and, you know, have fun, have conversations with us, ask people what they like to watch, what they like to read, ask them if they have suggestions for what you could do in those regards. So come on over to Powers Combined. It's, uh, you know, all capital letters with an exclamation point, P-O-W-E-R-S space C-O-M-B-I-N-E-D exclamation point. And, uh, you know, you'll see me over there. Uh, you'll see Patsy and you'll also see Mark. Yeah, and it's it's a good time. Like, there's no shortage of like, you know, nerdy, like all all domains. So it's not just yeah. comics. It's not just movies. It's everything all over the place. So yeah, if it, and honestly, like, if you are, I know it sounds weird, but it's it's for mostly for pop culture geeky stuff. But I mean, for real, if you're into reading books about certain stuff, share it. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with that because. You never know who's going to dig on the stuff that you also do. I mean, that's that's the whole point. We don't want someone to hover over clicking, you know, uh, a post because they think that someone's going to kind of knock them down for digging on the thing that they're trying to tell everybody about. Right. So. so. All right. Well, with that being said, I think uh, it's time to let you guys go so I can wrap up this episode. And uh, I, again, thank you guys so much for being on. And hopefully I get you guys back on again soon because uh, I know there is yeah. a uh, Mel Brooks episode coming up in the future. And Oh, really? I, yeah. And I just want to talk about Mel Brooks. And uh, I know there's a couple other people who are very interested in uh, in joining us. And I think it would be an amazing conversation. Well, I'm not not interested. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot of Mel Brooks, but I would love to send you like a voice note of my feelings on um, Blazing Saddles. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, which I just <laughs> I would like to be on the I would like to be on the show to talk about Blazing Saddles and many other Mel Brooks movies. <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen, I will let you uh, I will let you go. You guys have yourselves a wonderful evening. Say hello to your wonderful uh, significant others, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys again in person. So same, same here, man. Me too, man. Oh, Thank everyone you. and everyone, stay the fuck home, please. Yes, <laughs> especially the ugly ones. You know who you are. At least now you have an excuse to wear a mask. Well, it's like I said, man. If you're ugly and you have to wear a mask out in public, then that mask has bonus features for you. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and I'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. 
We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award-nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors, and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. That was a lot of fun for me to do, and uh, I hope it was as much fun for you to listen to, because, uh, you know, these guys are very dear friends of mine, and it's, you know, kind of kind of sad that this is the only way that we can, you know, really get together, but <clears throat> it's making me appreciate technology that much more. So, um, next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing um, a couple more uh, quarantine-esque uh, episodes. We're going to do a couple about uh, self-care. We're going to do another episode with uh, Powerful Brandon and uh, hopefully a couple other folks talking about Mel Brooks and, uh, you know, some of the films that, you know, we're watching to kind of, uh, you know, while away the hours that uh, we're not able to go out and uh, hang out with our friends. But, you know that's uh, there is some light at the end of this tunnel. I think, you know, there's uh, there's some bright spots, you know, and and the fact that we have the technology that we're able to, uh, you know, kind of virtually hang out with our friends and see their faces, and you know, that's you know that's a good thing. Like if this had happened, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, none of this uh, would have existed. But I think we would have still had the same type of people running around. Uh, doing things like, you know, protesting and and uh you know, all the stuff that we've seen, but I don't want to I don't want to really get into that cuz that's that's depressing and we're trying not to be depressing on this show. So the next couple of weeks I'm going to have some uh some folks on to talk about self-care and some different rituals and routines that uh you can keep up with even though you're uh you're in here in uh, you know uh, various states of uh, of stay at home orders, and uh, obviously we'll be talking about Mel Brooks films and uh, anyone who would like to contribute anything to either of those shows, please send an email to sharkbitespod at gmail dot com because I'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, you know maybe suggestions for shows, something that you know maybe has been weighing on your mind that you'd like to just either discuss with me or, you know, hear me discuss with some some of my friends and, and some of the folks that maybe uh, we have mutual friends, um, let me know. Uh, I'm always up to, uh, up for, you know, discussing things that will uh, help improve people, help improve people's state of mind. Uh, so other than that, uh, this week on uh, Throwdown Thursday, we're going to be discussing, because it is Star Wars week, we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian 
um, you know, uh, and obviously we'll be discussing the child, and uh, Ashes and I will tell you why we were so excited for the child and uh, the vastly differing reasons why. Uh, so with that, I will leave you with a shark fact, as I do each and every week. And this week, the shark fact is that sharks cannot swim backwards. And uh, in many cases, uh, sharks are dragged backwards in order to drown them um, in fishing boats and, uh, you know, other vessels. And uh, even to the point where uh, some larger predators will do that to them, they will uh, drag them backwards. Or in the case of orcas, they will put the sharks into a state of tonic immobility where they just flip them upside down. And uh, for whatever reason, the sharks are unable to uh, cope with that. Um, so, yeah, that's your, your science fact for today. So despite what Jaws taught you, uh, sharks cannot swim backwards. Um, they can kind of wiggle themselves out of certain situations, like you'll see in some of these videos, like, again, with Jaws, when they show the actual shark footage of the, uh, the sharks flipping on top of the, flipping and rolling on top of the, the cage. Um but the scene where the shark backs out of uh, the, the, the main cabin of the boat after Brody shoves the air tank into its mouth, uh, that's not something that they can do. So I think with that being said, I will go ahead and bring this long episode to a close. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you are staying safe. And remember that uh, while I am the podcaster, as the uh, listener, you are my chum. Have a great week, folks, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Stay safe. Wash your hands.